Welcome to episode 81 of the Movie City Maniacs. In tonight's episode, we conclude our Shocktoberfest with volume 5, what we've been watching from October 28th to Halloween. <laughs> It's almost time, kids. The clock is ticking. Be in front of your TV sets for the horathon, and remember the big giveaway at nine. Don't miss it, and don't forget to wear your masks. The clock is ticking. It's almost time. Welcome, everyone, to the final episode of our Shocktober series. I'm Kyle. I'm Maddie. And I'm Adam. Do you guys hear that? The fanfare in the distance? The trumpets blowing? A new king is about to be crowned tonight. <laughs> Who could have I like how you, you're already burying me in, in, <laughs> yeah, yeah, in the ground. Yeah, yeah. You didn't have to say new king. <laughs> okay. A king is going to be crowned tonight, whether it be a continuing king. I doubt it. Or a new king. <laughs> Yes, uh, tonight is the episode we're going to crown the king of Halloween for 2020. Uh, I, f- I feel confident. I mean, I mean, I'm going into this episode with a bit of a lead, but as we always happens with these episodes, you never really know. I Sometimes, you know, that last day or two, someone pulls out like yeah. an eight movie run or something and ends up getting the lead. Uh, so who, who knows? It could be really anyone's game. It could be. Um, it, it I was thinking about be? this. If I uh, watched uh, nothing but movies, no sleep, no work, uh, maybe poop and pee in a bucket. I don't think I could have beat you guys. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't think I would have been hard for me to beat. Yeah, it, Kyle, it, with with the lack of pooing and peeing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah this is. Uh, I mean, we've been talking about every episode. This was a crazy year for for both of us. I mean, Maddie was Maddie was doing what we should all be doing, like yeah. a regular enjoying myself, amount of movies, hanging out with my family, <laughs> going to work. You know, like the regular stuff. Yeah, like I, when you tell people you you know on average you're watching four or five movies a day, like that's not right. That's not normal. <laughs> no. And, and it's not and good wor- for our health. And working and... Uh, yeah. yeah. So we'll talk about the numbers uh, when we get to it at the end of the episode. We'll add them up. But um, yeah, th- this is crazy. Um, if you are new to the Shocktober series, I don't know why you tune in for the last one. But if you are here for the last one, you haven't listened to the previous ones, what we do is in the month of October, we watch as many horror movies and Halloween-related TV show specials. You get a point for a movie, half a point for a 40-minute to an hour TV show, and um, a quarter point for a 20 to 30 minute tv show so we add that all up tabulate that and then at the end we um crown the king of halloween so yeah we'll get into that at the end and uh, we'll see how well we do i think either way whoever wins out of you and me i think we both set new records i think we had set new records before (laughs) we entered the final week they will probably never be beaten i'll uh say it right here i don't think i'll ever watch because i i realize like this week, I watched a more reasonable amount 
and I think I enjoyed everything a little bit more. Bit more enjoyable. You're I not, don't. Uh, I haven't watched any movies this week since it ended. I've oh, just, not since it. Uh, oh, sorry. This um, week, yeah, yeah. Sorry. The week we're covering yeah, on, yeah, on yeah, Movie yeah, City yeah. Maniacs <laughs> from October 28th yeah. to Halloween. I guess before we jump into it, uh, since we are recording this right after Halloween, obviously, uh, how was everyone's Halloween? Should we, I guess before we even begin in Halloween Day, we should talk about we went to I guess the even Halloween th- trivia. No matter who is crowned, it's probably not Adam. Uh, we actually were all winners here in this uh, room right now. We actually won first place at Mosaic's uh, second annual uh, Halloween trivia contest. Yeah, we so. that, that was a lot of fun, and we uh, won by a lot. Yeah, as we <laughs> yeah. should. Yeah, like, like yeah. I think like uh, we what sixty five points out of seventy three. Yep, and the next placing team was forty eight or something yeah. like that. We should bring the, up though. The stupid thing is, even though we destroyed these people. I still feel shitty about myself for some of the answers I did not get. It's true. Yeah, yeah. the big one is there was a, an image from Suspiria, and we all guessed Evil Dead. And that's, I think, is it safe to say that that is all in, in one of our favorite horror movies of yeah. all time? Yeah, I, I would yeah. I would say it's top five for yeah. me. Same with me, probably. So that was a big embarrassment. Yeah. But other than that, it was nice to win. Uh, mm. I actually won uh, the best costume, which was kind of cool, too. The Wolfman. Um, yeah, I dressed up as the Wolfman from 1941. Maddie, you dressed up as... Nick Fury from the comics? The Maddie did the, he decided to uh, white... White and eyes, yeah, Nick, Nick Fury, because you know, I actually had conversations with people <laughs> at my work. Like, am I allowed to do this? Like, I think so. Like, I don't think it's offensive to go as a character, like, from no, the 1970s. He's, he's originally, yeah, 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 but I'm not like, I'm taking him back, <laughs> yeah. And Adam went as Bob Ross, Bob the Ross. painter. Nice. I almost forgot, <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> but yeah, no, it, it was a really fun night. I mean, I'm it was the first time I've done it. Is this your second time doing it, or I, I yeah, so. Pre COVID times, we played trivia uh, Wednesdays there. Yeah, like, Wednesdays yeah. and pr- pretty regularly. Mm-hmm. And uh, they haven't been doing any trivia since the pandemic hit. Uh, and this was the first one. And they did Halloween trivia for the second year in a row. And we came second the previous year. There was another, that team wasn't there. They were another one like <clears throat> that was pretty loaded. And we were less loaded last year because you guys weren't yeah. there. But even last year, we didn't get that many wrong. And they still they were really good. So, so technically, we don't know. We're not. We might not be the real champions. We need yeah. to do it again, and hopefully, they come back. And I think uh, twenty twenty one. Twenty twenty one has been late. Maybe there are listeners. If you guys yeah. are listeners of this yeah. show, when you were at the last year's uh, trivia at Mosaic, come, shout come out again, to Ken. Uh, Ken, who's one of the owners at Mosaic, if he could relay this to the people that beat us in the mm-hmm. first year. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, he's a listener <clears throat> of the show, and uh, yeah. I, Good guy. I and our, we had a great team name. Jess takes spooky poos. So. <laughs> no, Jess is a spooky poo monster. Never mind. Poo monster. Yeah. Yes. Come on, get it right, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Who is one of our um, good friends? But yeah, no, it, it was a good night, uh, and yeah, it was really cold though because of COVID. It was outside, and um, too bad it couldn't have been tonight, which is like twenty. I know. Yeah, it's been awesome. I know. It was. Uh, it was chilly. But I do have to say, Halloween night itself was such a beautiful oh, night. Like uh, we had like, quite a few kids. What I did at my, uh, I have a block where a bunch of uh, families live, so we um, set up a scavenger hunt and just had bags for all the children. So we had said like twenty one bags for shit. And um, anytime we had trick or treaters, we just like, all right, here's a bunch of candy. So it was actually like, felt like I was in the 1950s, like Rockwell. And afterwards, we set up a a projector in the uh, park and we watched a a movie that we'll talk about later. 
Cool Runnings. Yeah. <laughs> I was kind of worried. Actually, uh, before you start, yeah. uh, I don't know if you guys heard about this, but October 31st. It's John Candy. It's John Candy Day, yeah. Yeah. which is kind of fucking awesome, right? Well, he does have a horror film. I'm trying to remember the name of it. It's like a, one with a killer clown. It's like this. It's he really does. hard to find. It's like a... I don't know if it's had an official release outside of VHS, but maybe yeah, it will have one by next year, and we'll have to watch awesome. it. And is nothing but trouble, kind of, kind of, yeah. yeah. I would do that. Like it definitely. I would has count some, it this month. Yeah, actually, yeah. that's a movie I haven't seen in a uh, long time. It's, it is so weird, man. It's great, but it's it's like a bad. It's a great bad movie, if that makes sense. Yeah, but it is the uh, Nightmare on Elm Street six. <laughs> <laughs> It is like a Warner Brothers cartoon. Yeah. I kind of have it in my head. You ever seen Neighbors, the Belushi and Aykroyd movie where they kind of... Sp- I know of it. I but- haven't. Oh, so it's also like, who thought this was a good idea? But yeah. also like there's so many great parts because yeah. it, Belushi's the straight-laced guy and Aykroyd is the crazy neighbor. That's so weird. And huh. it was because Belushi didn't want to play the crazy neighbor and... This is like the movie to a T. It opens up in like twenty minutes or playing. It's got this weird music going on in in the like all, and he's doing stuff in the house, and you're like, this is bizarre. The jokes are kind of like odd. Is it like rock music or is it like weird like jazz piano? It's just weird, kind of like, kind of remind me of horror music. But all of a sudden, it just turns off, and it, it, he turns the TV off, and you realize it's been coming out of the TV <laughs> forever. <laughs> it's such a long gag. Aykroyd uh, in Nothing But Trouble plays like three or four different characters yeah. in makeup. He's he's creating that. So. And they're all great characters. Yeah. And Chevy Chase in it and Demi Moore. And you know guys. he's like playing, he's not playing himself at all because he's wearing pants. Yeah, yeah I think uh, Dan Aykroyd might have actually wrote that as well, Nothing But Trouble. Yeah. I believe you're correct. Well, he's in all the weird stuff, right? He yeah. was like, the Ghostbusters was really mm. his, his thing. His but. number. But uh, yeah, any, anyways, yeah, Halloween, I, I was kind of worried the big question is where kids gonna go out how did you handle Kenny like is a are we gonna be the only like we decided that fuck it we're gonna take the kids out trick-or-treating I mean take the right precautions but mm-hmm. see how it goes and then you know maybe if you go up a couple of houses and it's like yeah I don't feel comfortable with this yeah. back but no it, it was great I mean this was their best <laughs> best Halloween haul they, they topped any probably Halloween haul I've ever got. It was insane because unlike normally you go to house to house, you get one piece of chocolate. This would just be, you didn't even have to climb up the stairs. There'd just be a table at the end of the driveway with bags and each bag would have like five chocolate bars. That's like awesome. you'd go do two blocks and they filled like three big reusable bags of chocolate and candy. They got um, the big famous Bob's Burgers. Uh, they they got the full bar from one of the houses and a can of pop on top of it. Some other house gave them a full size bag of chips. They got these trophies. These guy hand out these like professionally heavy like Halloween trophies, which are awesome. Like it was insane that uh, what they're getting. And yeah, like it ended up being. You'd looked on some streets and there'd be no one really handing out and would be dead. But then you go to another street and like everyone would have the all their decorations and the lights up and you know that there'd be a lot of people out there. So it was. Uh, yeah, it, I think it was a, a great Halloween. I mean, we had to do the whole kind of put the candy up for a couple of days and if they wanted some we would just open it for them I guess in case I mean we probably didn't need to but just taking yeah. you know whatever safety precautions, precautions you can so uh, yeah no and we didn't mention too it was a full moon which was pretty full cool moon. for Halloween very Great rare yeah. yeah yeah. so yeah it, it was uh, it was quite the uh, fun I mean unfortunately actually one other thing I want to mention um, and one of the reasons why I didn't get through as many movies as I normally do on Halloween because normally Halloween's during a work day you were scared of the full moon yeah <laughs> No, normally it's a work day, so I 
book off Halloween and I would just sit around watching horror movies. But this time, you know. You had the kids? We decided to go to Krispy Kreme. They had these cool Halloween donuts. Oh, did they have them in like uh, Canada or were they just America? No, they're in, they're in Canada. Oh, so shit. last time we tried to go there, the lineup was insane. But we're like, mm. we'll leave early. And it's about a 40-minute drive or whatever, a 50-minute drive. We get there, the same fucking thing. There was 200 cars. Oh, that's crazy. But we're like, we already drove this way. I'm like, I'll wait outside. And it was freezing cold that day, too. Yeah. I didn't dress thinking I'd be outside. I'm like, it'll go quickly. Two hours oh, later. Crazy. And on I'm one of those people, I don't Halloween. quit. Yeah, yeah. I, I do not quit. If yeah. I'm in line, I'm getting those fucking donuts after that. So two hours later, I finally got the donuts. They were delicious. But yeah, apparently that's just the norm. Like from what we read since... I don't know, March, February, that's what it's been like. If you go to Krispy Kreme at any time. All the time? Yeah. This is crazy to me because like, okay, Krispy Kreme, they're good. Yeah. But this isn't voodoo donuts no, in no, Portland or sure. something that's... that are like fucking next level craziness. Well, what I don't get is why is there a fucking Tim Hortons on every block? But if they're this busy, why do you have to drive an hour to get to Krispy Why is there not one in Hamilton and Burlington? I like, Yeah, I didn't think they were doing that well anymore. And you can get them at the gas stations. Yeah, yeah it's, it's not weird. quite the same, though. Like, these are freshly made there, but... Yeah. Either way, they were delicious, but yeah, it, it was an insane. And there was no deals. Like, I, we accidentally looked, and we looked on the American website, and it's like, oh, if you buy a dozen, you get a second dozen for a dollar. Yeah. And yeah, that's not in Canada. There's no deals no, going like, on. <laughs> when we went, like, we went to, like, um, a movie thing in Toronto, yeah. and on the way back, we hit up Krispy Kreme. Okay. And we did the same deal, right? Like, me and you went? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, we went, like, it was around Easter time. Again, this was like three, four years ago. Um, maybe I don't. Yeah. I don't remember. Yeah. I don't even remember what I did last week. <laughs> fair three enough. Or four fair years enough. ago. But either way, that took like it ended up being an hour drive, two hour yeah. wait, an hour drive back. So that was four hours. That's crazy. Of the day gone, and like we had, we just finished the last donut today. Like yeah. we did not need. We got two dozen because I'm like we waited this long. Yeah, might as well get them. But yeah, you know we did not need. <laughs> 24 <many> donuts, donuts. <laughs> and just so everyone knows this is november 24th we're taking yeah, exactly <laughs> a donut a day is how we do um anything else or should we just jump into it that's an hour we did it an hour of, of yeah. what we did so cool. let's, let's go for it uh okay well yeah we're, the first day we're going to start off with today is october 28th who wants to jump in i started off the 28th with uh halloween wars um, again, if you uh, haven't listened to previous shows, this is season eight called Halloween Time Travel from 2018. Uh, the judge on this one is Todd Tucker, a makeup artist. And then the guest judge was Galen Ma- Mataruzu. I'm not pronouncing that right. Mataruzu uh, from Stranger Things. Okay. Um, and then the small scare carnivorous candy. So this is a show. Um, I'll just say it now, so I don't have to talk about it later on. You pretty much have a pumpkin expert, a candy expert, and a cake expert, and you guys just have to sculpt. You know, whatever something cool in this case, it was Halloween time travel. So, and then they they pick a winner. So, it's pretty crazy what these guys can do with a pumpkin and, and candy. And you kind of get inspired, think you're going to do the same thing. You never. It's happen. fucking hard. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, seven pumpkins out of ten on that one. Um, I then did a triple feature, but maybe I'll let you guys jump in, or do you want me to? Yeah, you keep, keep, keep the ball rolling, baby. So my triple feature was erotic horror. Oh la la. <laughs> Can you uh, talk slower? Yeah. Yeah. So Actually, I watched uh, Lesbian Vampire Hunters. Uh, uh, we'll do some ASMR uh, yeah. podcast and we'll you know increase our viewership by like 10 million. I guess you got to be a woman for that though. But do men have sexy voices? Yeah. yeah like listen to the three people here. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I started- Do I make you horny, baby? <laughs> Take off your brassiere. <laughs> 
I started the uh, I started the night off with Vampiro Lesbos from oh, yeah. 1971. This is uh, erotic horror directed by Jess Franco. This got, just got a new release or something because I, um, I think it's on Canopy. It got a release a couple yeah. years ago, a Severin like big two disc set. Um, it has like quite a following actually. I know one of our listeners, Dave, is like, "Ah, oh, you're going to enjoy this." Uh, so it's kind of a modern take on the Dracula story, but not really. But with lesbians, the lead vampire is like ridiculously hot. Soledad Miranda, I think was her name. Uh, apparently, though, she was like destined to be a star. Like she had a couple movies and like everyone's like, wow, who is this woman? Yeah. But uh, yeah, I was reading up and unfortunately she tragically died at the age of 28 and oh, sorry, 27 sad. from a car accident. So not too mm. long after this, which is why maybe you haven't heard of her since but yeah it's unfortunate but she plays a vampire and uh yeah it's kind of your standard like this uh this woman goes over there to settle like the deed on a house or something and uh whatever she they get some lesbian action she bites her and uh yeah that's your story uh i was surprised though for jess frankel people are like saying he's like the ed wood of horror and whatnot and i don't know like maybe he is but i thought this was pretty well shot like there's definitely some artistry there and i think that's why it's so well regarded uh the score is really really good and yeah i don't know i just thought it was a good looking film i do say though i i I didn't love it um i I found it kind of dull i mean it's kind of the it's like you know you get the lesbian scene several times and it's like okay this is boring and then you get you know (laughs) there's there's like this kind of erotic sexual dance thing and they repeat that twice in the movie like there's just nothing to it. So, yeah, if you're if you're watching for this, I guess if you're watching Vampire Lesbo, you're just kind of watching it to see some hot vampires make out. And vampire on vampire action, baby. I kind of expect a little more like the next film that I, I watch. So I'm going to give this one five pumpkins out of ten. Oh, wow. I don't have too much to say about it. I'm sorry, Dave, listener Dave. Um, it didn't really work for me. It just, uh, I need more in my movies than, than women making out. And he followed dancing. this up with interview with the vampire, which he gives like eight <laughs> out of ten. <laughs> Tom Cruise that is sexiest. Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt. No, I, I followed up with the Vampire's Night Orgy okay. from 1973. Now, here's the thing about this one: Spanish horror. Despite the title, there is no orgy. There's barely even any nudity in this film. I think you get like one quick blinky, you miss it nude scene and then you get uh there's like a peeping tom watching a woman undress so you get some breasts or something so despite the title this is more to my liking and that's why i got this when i heard i kind of knew going in that it's yeah. not as you know as erotic as you're expecting it there's actually something cool this film was kind of a, a fun surprise uh you have this busload of employees you're heading to a mansion for work it breaks down like the bus driver passed out or something and they end up in this small isolated town and when they first get there it's completely abandoned they're like this is strangers no one here it's like this eerie ghost town it just has this really cool atmosphere mm-hmm. and then yeah the next day they show up and you find out that the town is run by vampires um and there's like this countess lead vampire the attack scenes were very well staged there's a great one on the bus where they they kind of trick these people on the bus and it seems empty and then they close the door and then they all pop up and there's something like anytime they attack, they attack in swarms, which almost oh, like, like zombie, that. you know, I, I just thought it was all very, very cool. There's also this like massive woodsman guy with an ax. And I guess anytime like there's not enough food for the town, food supply for the town of vampires, he'll go around and kill like a random town's person <laughs> to, to feed the town to hold them off. Um, yeah, this one was, yeah, like I said, kind of a nice surprise. I'm only going to give it six and a half pumpkins out of ten, but this is one I want to revisit. I don't know if I was kind of tired, tired. Or, or what. 
You're expecting more orgies? No, I was fine with it not being the orgy. It, it, it is. It's just one of those very atmospheric uh, 70s Spanish films. Like, I, I think you both would possibly dig this one. Hmm. And then I finish it off with uh, one which I wish we could have all watched in a big group with some pizza and beers because it's definitely a beers film, Frankie and His Pals from 1991. I really want to check this out. So this is, uh, Severn just released this on their last, uh, their Halfway to Black Friday sale, and it was a big surprise that they did like a thousand of this straight to DVD. Mm -hmm. Um, It's like this VOD trash kind of film that disappeared and they just kind of found and it ended up being like their biggest seller and they had to actually do a second print of it. Uh, So this is a movie, I thought it was like supposed to be kind of soft core um, and thankfully it wasn't. It's more of like this goofy kind of like shot on video humor, romp. Yeah. Right? But anyways, it opens up all the the monsters. You have Dracula, who sounds just like Christopher Lloyd. You have a gay wolf man. You have a mummy who's got like this wisecracking Muppet inside of his body that pops out and does jokes <laughs> awesome. here and there. And then you have Frankenstein's monster who is well endowed and a horny uh, hunchback named Hump- Humper. <laughs> is his name Horny Hunchback? Well, his name's Humper, oh. but he's a horn. Like the whole movie is just him trying to get laid. So all these monsters are locked in a cave. You find that they're like find this this map that's like on the back of whatever something whatever. It doesn't make doesn't make sense. It they, doesn't have to make sense. Yeah, like it's just, it's this piece of paper that they've been locked in there for whatever hundred years or whatever, and he's had this piece of paper the whole time. And the Dracula just happens to notice as he's holding up. Wait a second, there's a map on that. Let's get out of here. So Frankenstein eats a bunch of beans, farts. And blows uh, okay. a hole in I'm the cave. In. I am so in. And uh, the monster set out uh, to this small town to uh, find the treasure. There's some other side plots where there's like the scientists trying to create time travel. And there's like um, the townspeople, I guess, need money to pay their taxes. None of that. I don't even know why they put that in because it just kind of pads. I, I guess the... Goonies was doing pretty well at the time. So they figured, eh, I might as well get some Goonies in but there. But yeah, it, it opens up with the monster app, which is a <laughs> lot of fun. You get them like going into an aerobics class and checking out the women, like working out. There's a costume party. You get to hear Wolfman uh, serenading his gay lover with a song <laughs> with like, it's like him howling this song. It's so, and it's like five minutes long. Uh, you get them dancing at the party, um, a costume party. Uh, they judge a bikini contest and then a playing a rock band. <laughs> Tons of cheesy dialogue. There's a great thing where um, uh, I think it's the is it the Wolfman hanging something? But they're like, "What's your name?" And he's like, "Clover, Clover. You mean like a four leaf clover? The kind you get lucky with. That's right, Wolfie. And you can certainly get lucky with me. Like this is the kind of dialogue you're getting in this film." Um, yeah, I, I had fun with it. I will say it's one of those films, like a lot of these really bad films, they kind of, if you're not in the right group of being yeah. drunk and with a lot of friends that are kind of doing your own commentary and making fun of it, it does kind of lose its steam by the end. Like I said, if you got rid of those kind of time travel and stuff that kind of padded it, I think it would have worked even better. But yeah, I think this is, uh, I, I, I want to watch this again next year. With, get with get some beers, yeah. get some Doritos. <laughs> so, oh, and it does, like it ends on this time travel cliffhanger where it doesn't even finish the movie. Like it ends like on a, set up for part two so, where the monsters end up back traveling in time. I, I gotta ask, bullshit. is it a porn? Like, is there like a... No, there, there's no nudity, I don't think at oh, all in it. Perfect. Like, you see, you know, some people screwing, but I don't think yeah. there's nudity. Again, like, the woman goes to get in bed with Frankenstein's monster and she sees his penis and she's like, ooh, it's too big and runs <laughs> off or something. Yeah, anyways, I'm gonna give it six pumpkins out of ten. I think this, in the right environment, this movie could, you know, be a, lot, could be a lot higher, but um, as is... And again, at the end of the night, I was kind of tired. Um, we, yeah, this was after we, we recorded, like at midnight or whatever we ended. So, yeah, that was my triple feature. I, I 
kind of had fun. They were, you know, the only one that actually lived up to the uh, the sexy eroticness was the vampire lesbo, which was my least favorite. But um, yeah, what did you guys watch? I um, finished, uh, well, I didn't finish it. I got to episode seven of Stranger Things, and I'm kind of upset I didn't get to finish the uh, entire series, like the entire season. Oh, uh, so that was the end of it. No, no, no. I got Isn't one, there only one episode left? One more episode, couldn't find time to do it. Oh, like, wow. Because I was watching it with the wife and like couldn't find time, which kind of sucks. But what, what can you do? Maybe uh, next one we'll talk. Don't apologize to us. <laughs> yeah. Apologize to listeners, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Matty, yeah, yeah, who've yeah. left like, on the edge of their seats. Listen, I assume that <laughs> everyone's watched Stranger Things, right? They yeah. don't need my commentary on it. <laughs> but I also watched... Um, what do you? How many pumpkins did you give in that episode? Oh, I, I have no idea. I, I was going to do a whole thing, like I'm oh, talk okay. about the entire series mm-hmm. when I finished it. But well, you've seen it before. What are you going to get the whole series? I actually the season two. one uh, six point five pumpkins. It kind yeah. of really uh, dropped for me. Like, yeah, season one was so much fun. I like enjoyed the characters. Season two, they went on these weird uh, yeah. jaunts that just didn't make sense, and uh, the characters weren't really cohesive in this one. I found. I do love Dad Steve. When, like, yeah, I enjoyed that relationship. Uh, emo eleven, like, what is going on? Like, there was no need for this. Episode. That punk episode. That, yeah. like, that's the one you just watched, right? Yeah, I think that was episode six. Six. Yeah, it's kind of like fun if it was like an X Men show or something. Yeah, but, but yeah, it, it was out of even, place. Even the punkers like just seemed like terrible actors. Like they didn't really do anything for me. But I also watched um, from Married with Children season eight episode seven. Take my wife, please. Okay. Have you seen this one? Yeah, yeah. It's one where like uh, Al dies essentially, and like yeah. Death comes and dressed as Peg, and uh, it's a weird plot where the next door neighbor needs the village people to play, or else yeah. they're going to get uh, mobbed. So she has them all dressed up as village people and just continue to do. Yeah, because the village people cancels on them yeah, or something, or, something, or they were never like going to come. Yeah. yeah, and like it was unfunny at first, but they kept going back to the same joke, and it made it funny <laughs> by the end for me. So, I don't know. I'm going to give that one, uh, again, 6.5. It's, like, not very Halloween-y, though. It right? wasn't yeah, Halloween-y yeah, at all. Yeah. But I enjoyed the uh, joke of the vintage people kind of yeah. hitting it back. Yeah. Cool. Well, I watched, from 1941, King of the Zombies. So, this is basically during World War II, this small plane. It's looking for someone. And then someone's like, oh, isn't this where he crashed? And then they crash. Oh. And they they end up on this island, and this this guy it it, very, it feels very similar to Most Dangerous Game in its setup in a, a okay. way, except that this guy instead of hunting people, he's making zombies, oh, and it's okay. the zombies that are like voodoo zombies. Yeah, I assume the, the original way they thought of zombies. And there's there's a lot of fun moments, and and there's another Matan Moreland who I guess was a very famous black comedian of the time very similar to Ghostbreakers that I watched last week yeah is it an actor a different actor uh. and he's like on insane awesome like these awesome jokes and yeah. then two seconds later he's a black stereotype yeah. so you know this guy's like super talented but he's having to fit this role yeah and that's the only way he's gonna get to yeah. be in movies it's so like infuriating seeing yeah. this Guy you see moments of like uh, shine, like brilliant. diamond moments. He's, he's yeah. clearly the most talented person in the whole movie. Yeah, like by so much. So it kind of it's pretty basic in its plotting and, and another kind of cheapy production. So it doesn't hit the heights of Most Dangerous Game yeah. or a bunch of these other ones I've seen from that era. So I, I'm going to give it five pumpkins. Oof. Oof. Sounded good. 
Mm-hmm. The yeah. plot, at least. The setup sounded good. Yeah, the setup is it's cool, mm-hmm. but it's, again, another cheapy production yeah. with most of the actors are not great. It was supposed to be a Bella Lugosi vehicle. They couldn't get Lugosi, so the guy they get instead is, isn't as not commanding. So the lead is, like, he's wallpaper. Yeah. Yeah, you can tell just looking at the poster that the guy's mm-hmm. trying to be Bella Lugosi, and <laughs> the guy in the top corner there kind of looks like he's trying to do a Dracula. Yeah, I, I went be- be- between, like, it's... You know, it's a five or a 5.5 5 pumpkins, but I'm going to go with five pumpkins because I'm feeling mean Yeah, from from not getting enough movies. and Not getting enough candy? You got that candy crash? <laughs> yeah. And then have you guys seen... So what, what made you watch that? That just seems like out of all the classics, you're kind of finding these old 40s films that no one's really recommending. What's making well, the, you there, find there's them? A bunch are they of, on Criterion? There's a bunch uh, of lists and, and some of them are on Criterion. But um, a few of these, like Gene Yarborough, this director, made a lot of these. And, and this one, Devil Bat and She-Wolf of London, which I didn't get to see, were all considered his best. Okay. That don't really have a great reputation in the film community, but do with some kind of cults. Okay. Like people that are yeah. really into this era. They're Like King of the Zombies is supposed to be one of the best. Okay. Huh. And you didn't like Devil Bad either, did Devil you? Devil Bad, I liked a little bit more than yeah. this. I, honestly, it was just topped up. Same decent plot. Yeah. And that one's a little bit better because Lugosi's in it. And mm. and probably the best Lugosi of all the ones I watched this yeah. year. Cool. Uh, what'd you finish the night off with? I watched... Grim, Grim, Grim. No, I didn't watch a Grim. <laughs> Uh-oh. So, so I, I actually, I finished this... Before you guys showed up, I watched nothing when we were done. Uh, All the Colors of the Dark. Have you guys seen this? I have this. I haven't watched it yet. It's a giallo. It's supposed to be pretty good, actually. Sergio Martino. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Sometimes. And I guess this is supposed to be his, like, masterwork. Um. I'm trying to th- let me see. Yeah, you keep on talking. I want to see what else he did. He did. I, I think it's this and Torso are the two big ones. So. It's this woman. She lives in London. She's Italian with her boyfriend. Oh, you yeah, know, he's done Strange Vice and Miss Word, Case of Scorpion's Tail, Your Vice Lock Key, and I only have the key. Your Vice Locked Room, and I only have the key. All, all those are uh, pretty great. And then Torso, yeah. My favorite out of those is the Case of Scorpion's Tail, but yeah, they're all pretty good. Anyway, sorry. I'm a big, yeah, I'm looking at his filmography, and it's like, well, I have a lot of these, and I like <laughs> a lot of them. Well, I, anyways, I started here because I guess this yeah. is. This yeah. was one of the ones yeah, that yeah. was talked about the most. Um, she's had a kind of a traumatic life. Her m- mom died in a horrific way, and she can't really get back to living a normal life. She keeps seeing things and her relationship with the guy. Like, it's one of these kind of psychosexual movies as well. And there's amazing elements in it all the time it like there's all these like crazy like zoom shots out of nowhere that like add this kind of like creepy eerie atmosphere and then she gets caught up in this satanic ritual with this satanic cult to try to fix her problems that's how she thinks she's she's gonna get with a satanic rape cult and they're gonna fix her problems i find that's usually the case right um oh this has a edwig finich which that the brunette in that she's like my one of my biggest crushes. I totally love her. <laughs> she, she she's up. done like tons of Jalo films. Yeah, you're gonna like. She's in this a lot. Yeah, she's yeah she's she's usually the star of a lot of these. Yeah, and she's totally captivating. She keeps seeing this guy with these piercing blue eyes that is out to kill her, and all that stuff is super super cool. 
I feel like it starts to repeat itself a lot. That was my big kind of issue with it where it has all these great giallo setups that I really, really like, but also kind of get sidetracked in plot that I don't fucking yeah. care about hmm. at all. Um, now, what is your knowledge uh, in regards to Jala? Like, you've seen the Argento ones, but have you expanded out to a lot of the other ones? I'd have to look. Like, a few years ago, I know I wasn't just watching Argento, but I, I and, and it's one of those things where I just at the end was like, oh, maybe I'll go and watch a bunch of Giallos, yeah. and then didn't have any time. Yeah. So. I, I would, I'd like to do an episode one time, because uh, I, I have, like, 30 or 40 Giallos, and a lot of them I haven't revisited in a long time. Yeah, I'd like I to watched a bunch about... 10 or 12 years ago because I watched a few Argento and then I just kept getting them for a library yeah. for like six months and then kind of just, just stopped there. So this one again has all of these kind of like amazing like horror elements with this great score and cool like it looks really Yeah, I think awesome. that's I remember hearing like the plot is not there, but the the score and the visuals are amazing. The score is amazing, yeah. and it, it works so well with the visuals. The problem for me is it leaves that, and then you feel like, ah, didn't I kind of see a scene just like this before? Yeah. Hmm. I'm going to give it seven pumpkins out of ten. Okay. I, I, I thought there was a ton to really like about yeah. it, but I also found sections that I was drifting away because I just felt it was it was repeating itself. Yeah. Yeah, yeah she's... Uh, Ooh la la! Yeah, she's got it going look, on. Look at this is like she was in like. Is that is that your like wallpaper? <laughs> know, this is what she looks like now. Like she's hot. For, oh, like, she's, she's still like, got it going on. Yeah, she's like in her sixties or something. Yeah. Oh, is she in Hostel too? Yeah, she was in one of those. Like he that's hired all her. she's yeah. made since like the nineties. I looked up yeah. her up because yeah. I think I had seen something. Yeah, she's in tons of sh- good shit. Like. The movies that she makes are like strip nude for your killer. Yeah. Yeah. Which is actually, that's actually a pretty famous Jalo too. But I think she's in a lot of those ones that I just mentioned. Yeah. She's in Your Vice is a Locked Room and Only Have the Key, The Case of the Bloody Iris. Those are all good Jalos. The Strange Vices of Miss Ward. Five Dolls for an August Moon, which is a Baba flick. I feel I need to watch a bunch of Gallows films. Oh, yeah. We should do, we should do an episode. I've been actually buying a bunch. So um, I would totally be down. Again, though. When you go in, like, I remember when I first got into Jalos, I watched a bunch of Argento. Yeah. And that's all, like, the horror Jalo and got really cool kills. And then when you start branching off, you realize they're not all like that. They're almost like crime. Yeah. They're they're all, he- like, yeah. that's the ones I, I and I've, I've kind of, it was one of those things where I wasn't tracking where I was watching and I watched so many, but they were almost all, like, weird, pulpy crime yeah, stories. Yeah. They do kind of get into that. So if you're not prepared for that, I know that like kind of turned me off some, and then when I rewatched them later on, I really enjoyed them when I wasn't expecting the the horror style. Yeah, this one has more of I think that style, but also like it just ties in a lot of different elements. Um, yeah, I, I think definitely yeah. you guys should watch. Yeah, awesome, cool. Is that it for the twenty eighth then, or yeah, yep. Okay, let's move on to the twenty ninth. So I started the day off. Uh, I've been trying to get through these Universal Monster sequels. I wasn't going to do any more, but I was getting close to Frankenstein meets Wolfman, so I want to at least get to that one. So I again, I've been going through order. So I, I started the day off with Son of Dracula from 1943. Um, this one you have Count Alucard, of course. That's uh, Dracula spelled backwards, which I think this might have been the first movie 
to do that, where the character, I think they do that like in every movie now. But uh, Lon Chaney Jr. plays him. Okay. Uh, and he's got this like mustache. I think he's, I think this is the first mustache Dracula as well. Um, which, uh, did you know that Dracula in the Bram Stoker's novel has a mustache? It's like a big, long white mustache. No, but that makes sense that because uh, Gary Oldman does, right? And uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And I think Christopher Lee does in one of the um, Draculas he did too. Not the Hammer ones. He did like a Spanish Dracula. Anyways, it's just kind of weird when you see Lon Chaney with this mustache, but whatever. So this story um, is continuing Dracula, but I don't know if this is supposed to be the Dracula. It's kind of if you read up on it, it's kind of like mixed. Like they never. Some people think that he is supposed to be Dracula, and some people think it is supposed to be because it's titled Son of Dracula, that he's not the Dracula. But again, his name is Dracula backwards. Anyways, uh, in this, so Lon Chaney Jr.'s Dracula, he's trying to woo a rich plantation owner's daughter, and you find out this daughter has a thing for the occult, so she's kind of attracted to this mysterious man. But he, he goes into the, their house at nighttime when they're having a party. He frightens the father to death. He dies, and the uh, daughter inherits the uh, estate. And then uh, Dracula uses this kind of a spell on her, convinces her to marry him, even though she has a longtime boyfriend, uh, just so he can uh, get this estate and uh, move in. And then, yeah, the boyfriend finds out about this. He gets all angry and he tries to fight Alucard and he ends up pulling out a gun, shoots him. He turns, he makes the the bullets go through him and it kills his girlfriend. Or so you think, of course, she is going to come back as a vampire. That's pretty much the basic story. You have uh, some. There's a Hungarian professor and a doctor who are kind of there, kind of as the replacements to Van Helsing. They believe in vampires and they're going to hunt them down. Um, I had a lot of fun with this one. Actually, I was. I watched uh, Joe Dante. I guess he does the trailers from Hell, and he said this is one of his favorite Universal monster movies. And yeah, I, I see why. There's a lot of cool stuff. Apparently, this is the first film also to do uh, a transformation on screen where he turns into a. A bat? a bat. Oh, cool. I, and and this one too. He has the power to turn into a mist, so that happens a lot. You'll see like smoke rise from a door, and then he appears That's through the smoke, dope. which I thought was kind of cool. There's a great scene where like the the coffin like kind of pops up out of the swamp water, and uh, you know he emerges from it. So uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I had a lot of fun with this one. Uh, I'm going to give it seven pumpkins out of ten. Not I'm, bad, not bad. It's kind of weird because I'm enjoying all these sequels that apparently everyone hates. And the two. But th- I think this one is, is, is been. It, is it? Well, yeah, I think this one is more re- well regarded. I see this one pop up a bunch. It seems like the two that everyone loves is The Daughter of Dracula, which I didn't like, and Son of Frankenstein, which is, you know, I, I didn't mind, but yeah. those kind of two were my least favorite because they felt. Well, Dada was just boring, and Son of Frankenstein just felt like we've seen this a hundred times, whereas I like the ones that are trying to do something different. Anyways, I followed it up with Frankenstein meets the Wolfman. Uh, this one is again continuing. So Wolfman has been spoiler, but he dies at the uh, the end of the Wolfman. What? Oh, <laughs> oh no! <laughs> but some thieves are breaking into his crypt at night. They're going to steal, you know, looking for rings or anything, and his it happens collar. to be a full moon. They remove the Wolfsbane, and he is awakened. But yeah, he does not want to be alive because he knows he's going to kill people. So he seeks the help of the gypsy woman from the first film, which is kind of fun to see her return. Uh, she doesn't really have a solution, but she does mention that she's heard stories of a Dr. Frankenstein. So Wolfman's going to try to go there, and uh, even if Frankenstein, Dr. Frankenstein is no longer there, he's hoping that he can find his books or something and, and get a solution that, that will help kill him, I guess, kill himself. Awesome. But yeah, this one, Wolfman is pretty, like, violent in this. Like, he kills a cop, he kills a child. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, really? Which I didn't expect. 
And yeah, it's just, it's really fun. You get a cool set piece where they go to the old castle that's been destroyed, Frankenstein's castle. And it's all covered in snow and ice and they find Frankenstein's monster there. Oh, that's kind of cool. Um, it almost goes the predictable route, which is my problem with every Frankenstein movie is every Frankenstein movie is like the mob. Oh, they're doing yeah. experiments up there. Let's get our torches and go get them. They almost go do that way, but they actually do a different thing where like the mayor of the town's like, no, like let's be reasonable here, guys. And he stops the mob going, but then there's like, some other guy. Hey, that's be reasonable. That we all hated that kid. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm um, sick of buying his uh, Boy Scout cookies. <laughs> he was relentless. He'd come every night while I was watching Jeopardy. But uh, all this is leading up, of course, to your what you want to see the Frankenstein versus the Wolfman. The funny thing is, it's like there's like five minutes left to this movie, and it's like these guys have come not on. fought. Right. They haven't even met yet. You get a two minute battle. Uh, but here's the thing it's pretty fucking cool and when it ends you're like i don't feel disappointed yeah like it feels like what they do in two minutes is enough like you feel like you got what you wanted um it does the film ends like abruptly it's like one of those things they fight something happens it's like boom which seems like a lot of these Uh, yeah a lot of them but yeah it's just i don't know i really enjoy this it's kind of silly and fun and i i like lon chaney's character even though unlike the wolfman where he's kind of charming mm-hmm. i'm gonna say in quotations because i know he's a little bit creepy in that yeah. too but he's kind of got that charm to him this one he he's not he's just kind of like depressed I wanna like die. i want to die i need to kill myself before i kill their people so huh. uh i'm gonna give this one seven pumpkins out of ten too so i, I don't know at first i was kind of like i watched dracula's daughter and i'm like shit man it's gonna be a rough rough yeah, slog but i'm really i've kind of enjoyed are, all, and are these, all these these two longer features uh they're they're yeah and i I think they're an hour and a half. I could be wrong. Hour and 15, hour 20. I, I'm not too sure. I don't think they're... But they're not the hour 10 that the, the They could be. Uh, to be honest, I don't I don't remember. They've kind of been a mix. It seems like one is, and then the next one's an hour and a half. So I'm not sure what these ones were. This is a little bit on top, but how many Universal Monster movies are there? Six. Team? <laughs> oh, uh, oh no! There's more than six, right? I think there's yeah. I think there's like twenty. Because after this, I think again, I, I didn't. I think these are the last ones I got through this year. Uh, I'm gonna probably finish them the rest of the month because yeah. I'm really enjoying these. But I think there's still another like maybe ten, and then there's the, the Abbott and Costello. They did a couple, yeah. like three or right. four. So. Do you have the whole that big set? Yeah, I, I got the big like the whole the set where it's like all the movies and all the sequels. Because yeah, yeah, if you're just starting out, I recommend the Essential Collection. It gives you all like the main movies. Yeah. But I'm kind of glad that I went this way because I'm really digging all these sequels. So it's kind of stupid though the way they release a box set. Like they pretty much each set is like all the Frankenstein movies, all the Wolfman. But because of that, you get like two House of Frankensteins. You get you get a Frankenstein meet Wolfman in the set of the Frankenstein and the Wolfman. Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein because he has all the monsters. You get that same disc inside <laughs> either case. So this set comes with five of the same disc. <laughs> that is, You get a lot of duplicates. I think it's because they sell them separately and they were too lazy. They're like, let's right. just throw the same sets, yeah. throw it in a cool box with a booklet and call it a day. And it's so cheap and they don't give a fuck. So there you go. Before, when I bought this, I had the Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein single desk too. So I, <laughs> I did sell that. But at one time, I owned this movie like six times. Six but, times. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I'm totally recommending uh, going through these Universal Monster sequels. Again, like I don't think none of them are hitting the highs of the original six, but I think they're, they're all kind of fun in their own way. Again, I like that they all kind of are offering something a little bit different. I think, that, again, the ones that I haven't liked are the ones that are kind of doing more of the same but when they kind of 
go. And I think this is the first one where you had the monsters battling. I think from here on, you go into like House of Frankenstein or House of Dracula. And I think that's where like more monsters were all together in, in one movie. So, yeah. And then it concludes with Boar. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, I'm game. <laughs> if Boar to the Universal Monster movie. <laughs> What'd you guys watch? I actually, on your guys' recommendations, I ended up uh, watching Goosebumps 2. Oh, interesting. Yes. I loved it. It was so much fun. Like, yeah. what a great movie. Like, everything is Halloween related. Very, like, the Halloween there stuff's amazing. Is great monsters. All the actors actually did a good job of playing it almost like a comedy in a weird way, but like not slappy comedy. Yeah, not wink, wink, nudge, yeah. nudge. They kind of played it cool. Like, yeah. I, I really enjoyed it. I'm going to give it eight pumpkins. Like, nice. oh, what wow. A great idea. Yeah. Like, yeah, I didn't. I didn't. Yeah, like it that much just because it, it it does feel. We're fathers, like so we we, we get that extra star. <laughs> yeah, <right>? that's true. <laughs> it's like once you're father, this is what you're gonna I'm be watching. I'm excited every about year. like watching this again, like next year. Like it, I think it'd be a great double feature with the Midnight Hour. Yeah, because they both are kind of that fun, like kind of the balance where they're not adult enough. They can yeah. you can watch it with your your family, but they still kind of have those elements. Mm-hmm. And they're they're both like yeah, totally Halloween. Yeah, cool. So I'll quickly say I watched Bob's Burgers because we realized we hadn't watched Full Bars in October. We watched Full Bars when oh, we were watching this good. season at the beginning of September. Nice. That's fine. I almost was going to watch that again as mm. well just because I wanted to watch with the family, but I, I didn't end up doing it. Um, <laughs> it's so good. It, it is, is so great. good. It is an unbelievable episode. And I think here's the thing. I enjoyed it more. So I watched it in September at the beginning of the month. Yep. And I kind of went, yeah, this is good, but I don't know. Maybe not as good. You didn't have the Halloween spirit in you. I didn't have the Halloween spirit. <laughs> it embodies the Halloween spirit, doesn't it? It really made a difference. I'm going to give that one 8.5. Yeah, I think that's yeah. what I uh, I think that's top five for me. Like, I think that's as good mm. as it. I think, again, that does the perfect balance where not only does it work like as a great episode, it's really funny, consistently funny, but it also... Works as just a really great mm-hmm. Halloween episode, which yeah. is rare. It's hard to find that that balance. Yeah, I, I agree. Like it's it's a great episode of television, a great show, and mm-hmm. and very very Halloween. So yeah, and then I watched Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. I've Oof. wanted to check this out for ages. It's, uh, yeah. it's, it's so gritty, this right? This is totally up your guys' room, yeah. but it's depressing as fuck, isn't it? How great is, uh, what's the cat's name? Um, it stars Michael Rooker. Yeah. Uh, so this is from 1986. John McNaughton, mm-hmm. who I kind of can't believe that he never did anything that noteworthy again. Like he mm-hmm. did, um, what's that uh, fucking Denise Richards and Dev Campbell movie? Wild Things. Oh, Wild Things. things. And uh, you know, I guess he's he's good friends with Bill Murray and like and did Mad Dog and Glory. But weird, this movie is incredible. It's hmm. so good, and it's so like it, it, you feel gross after watching this, right? So yeah, no, that's what's kind of stopping yeah. me from watching it. But here's the thing, though: like he's not necessarily repellent, though. So it opens up with a brother that comes and picks his sister up at the airport, and she's been in this terrible relationship and mm-hmm. this fucking awful life. And he's a sleaze ball, and instantly you're kind of like, ah, fuck! I'm not gonna like want to yeah. relate to any of these people, people at all, even though like they're very well drawn characters. And then they, you meet the serial killer, who you've you've seen some of the shit he's done already. It opens up with this montage of his kills, basically. Mm-hmm. And Michael Rooker is so interesting; like mm-hmm. he's polite, 
seems to want to do the right thing with the the girl and all all like the brother starts kind of sexually abusing her and he just fucking loses it and, and threatens this guy and he's terrified of yeah. this, this guy of michael rooker's character I, the brother. he's like his buddy right they're roommates so they're living in the uh, same who place who's a roommate because he's a famous guy too isn't he um what's his he's name? in a lot of like rob zombie stuff tom towels yeah um it was like house of a thousand corpses halloween plays, yeah. devil's rejects hmm. yeah. um so it's kind of like it would be an interesting double feature with Anks, which I watched earlier yeah. this month, which has that feral quality. This has something different because aren't they filming themselves? Yeah, they're filming the the home invasion where they film themselves is fucking a gut punch. Have you seen the the Poughkeepsie? Tapes? Oh, the Poughkeepsie tapes? No. Oh, it's uh. brutal. Because that's kind of the. Brutal. I think that was kind of inspired by this one. It's like yeah. a. It came out like. 10 years ago and it got delayed and yeah, no one released it for like I, I found it online. Years. Scream Factory finally put out but yeah. it's kind of a found footage film where it's two serial killers filming their murders. And they're and, doing like uh, they're, they uh, keep this fucking... one girl like for like years on end but he's doing like weird things like dressing up like a, like a snake and kind of slithering in and oh, it's fucked up. It's supposed, to be, it's supposed to be really good if you're into that ki- type yeah. of film. See, like for me that doesn't necessarily like just kills and brutal shit going no, on but is... the thought process behind all of these characters the tracy arnold who plays the lead female character mm-hmm. who's basically never done anything else from what i i can mm-hmm. tell is excellent in here and you feel for her so much and there's like a line at the end that's just like heartbreaking with her but it's also like fucking super gory super mm-hmm. brutal but there's there's humanity behind all this even if you realize the serial killer doesn't have any of it yeah so i'm gonna give it 8.5 that pumpkins. Good, eh? uh, no. for me it, it's it's definitely a yeah, stand it's considered up. uh it's considered a horror classic. classic i just again i'm not really into the the real serial killer type movies but yeah again it's on my list to one day check out it's, mm-hmm. you don't want to feel dirty afterwards i gotta be in the right mood for those type of movies i can't handle those <laughs> um so this was the night before the bar and of course, being me, I was working on my costume right <laughs> until the very last night. So, and by I was working on it, Becky was doing yeah. it, and I was sitting there cracking the whip as she, uh, you know, was getting my measurements and stuff for the for the Wolfman costume. So, yeah, while she's working, we just watched some Halloween wars. So I did get through a bunch of these. Um, I finished off season eight outbreak. Uh, the guest judge was Leanna Vamp, who was like some blogger or something. Um, small scare demons. You said blogger with such like this taste in your mouth. Blogger. <laughs> it's like we went from like yeah. these classic people. Here's Tony Todd people. and here's a blogger. Yeah. So I, I found, That's yeah. That's what, when you're on this show as a guest, somebody's going to be doing their like show or like <laughs> review of, of, of it and be like, and some fucking podcast. Oh, I, I agree, man. I agree. <laughs> but the small scare is demons prize possession. Uh, then we started, we decided to do season nine and finish that one up. Trapped in Time was the episode. The guest judge, Elvira, came back. So again, when you go from like Elvira to yeah. Leanna Vamp, who I've never <laughs> heard of, the small scare in that one was Stuffed Animals, Evil Twin. The next episode, the uh, guest judge was Coleman Domingo, I guess some guy from Fear of the Walking Dead, Small Scare Haunted Museum exhibit. And then the next episode, here's another one. The guest judge was Harley Quinn Smith, oh. Kevin Smith's daughter, 
for her great horror movies of yoga hosers. Oh, she, and she's a great actor, which holidays. is holidays. She's a really good actor. Again, it just seems weird. Like it's like they'll they'll get like this kind of like you would only know him if you're a horror fan, and then it, I guess they're trying to appease both yeah. sides. And it's like I don't know. I I didn't. Yeah. Anyways, in the small scarers dinner gets revenge. So I, I like that show again. But uh, seven and pumpkins out of ten for all those. I picked up yoga hosers on like a Oof. DVD ages ago, and it's just been sitting there like waiting. Oh, you've never watch seen it. it. No. I, I watched. It's uh, a tough watch. Twenty minutes of it. I'm like I, I can't. I, so, uh, it was a tough watch. To get I was through. hoping to watch it this month, but like eh. I need to check out his newest Jan Silent and Bob remake. But again, no, I keep not. seeing it and going. Yeah. Uh, I need to see it because I've seen all his other movies, yeah. but I'm not. I know what's not going to be good. Anyways, I uh, finished the night off with uh, kind of finally a, a little gem for me to find. I Madman from 1989. You guys heard of this one? I Madman. No. Kind of a mix of pulp and horror. This was coming out kind of the end of the 80s, getting into the 90s. We're not really you know, a great time for horror. But this is kind of a, a little gem, I think. It's from the director of The Gate okay. uh, and stars the female lead from uh, Near Dark. But the story is this nerdy, attractive bookstore clerk. She loves reading horror novels, even though like she gets frightened to death by them. And it kind of opens up and there's like this monster and it's kind of cool, a stop motion monster. And you find out that it's just the book she's reading. Anyways, she's enjoying this book. She decides to seek out the next book by the same author called I, Madman is the book. And it's about this deranged and insane killer who is in love with this woman. And to prove his love, he's going to, I guess he feels that... Um, his face isn't good enough for her, so he cuts off his nose and his ears and his <laughs> mouth and everything, and he's going to go replace them with better parts to uh, prove his love to this woman. And as she's reading this book, this deranged killer comes to life, and he's actually killing all p- people around her the same way, cutting off the parts for his face. And it's kind of cool. Like She starts investigating. You get the origins of the author and the story that inspired the book. And, uh, yeah, there's just a lot of cool effects. It's one of those ones where a lot of kills are actually off screen, but it's almost like Texas Chainsaw Massacre where you feel like you just kind of see him cutting away and stuff. You don't see it, yeah. but you, you feel like you do see it with the, the way they do with the audio and stuff. Um, yeah, I, I just, I really, really dug this movie. It was a nice surprise. The killer looks really cool. Going around, you know, he's kind of got all the body parts stitched to his face. Awesome. Uh, and it's just, I, I love this idea where, you know, the, the book coming to life and, you know, no one like her boyfriend's like a cop and yeah. she's explaining like, I know who the killer is. He's, you know, this is him. And they're like, you're fucking nuts. What are you talking yeah. about? You're talking about the origin. Stop of reading your story. book, yeah. so sweetheart. But yeah, I don't want to spoil, but there is, it kind of all makes sense. And uh, yeah, I'm going to give this one. Seven and a half pumpkins oh, wow. out of ten. Um, it was kind of a hidden gem. And again, one of those ones that I'm excited to revisit. Yeah, and one you don't really hear anyone talking about. So mm. the Scream Factory put this out on Blu-ray, by the way. But I think it might have just went out of print. I don't know. But anyway. Check it out. What would you guys uh, finish the night off with? Speaking of 90s not being a great time for horror movies, I watched a <laughs> movie that was like clearly influenced by Scream, but they took a, a existing franchise and just kind of put in the Scream template. I watched a H2O, oh, the Halloween oh, yeah. movie, and it is just reeking of like, all right, we're going to get a bunch of like yeah. cool I like, I like actors. H2O, we're going right. to get like Jamie Lee Curtis back, like someone who was famous and who wasn't famous. And like, and it's just way too slick for my liking. Like, again, probably one of the best Halloween movies in a while, but that's not saying much. Yeah, like Jamie Lee Curtis is good in that. There's some good I stuff. I like, she got she gets real badass at the end. Yeah. Like, she kind of like, all that right. That scene where like they close the door and they're yeah. right like face to face. There's some like. cool moments. There's some like, I like the ending, which kind of like, all right, fuck you, Mike. We're going into it. 
But the whole thing is way too slick. Fuck, I just realized yeah. I actually have seen this. Yeah, you might have. Like we were in high school when it came yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. This, yeah, yeah. And it's way. It might have been one of the reasons why you're like, you know what, horror, not for me. It was. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, you just mentioned that scene with their face the to door. face, and I was like, Ugh, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> right? Like I, I just remember that being like, of course. Yeah. But I was not invested whatsoever at that yeah. point in any of the back story. Yeah. Story. Or- Halloween is such a weird fucking franchise. I'm learning. Like, well, when that is, came out, no, it was a big deal because yeah. again, they had a bunch Jamie of Lee Curtis is back. Shitty sequels. That was like, yeah. this is going to be the first one that's actually a sequel to the the original. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's got a big budget and we're going to get Jamie Lee Curtis back. John Carpenter was almost going to direct it, but I think he did, he had something to do. He produced it, maybe. He, he might have, yeah. I think the director, Again. it's uh, Steve Miner that did Friday the 13th Part 2, I, I might have been, yeah. But you're right. You can definitely feel it was kind of like, we know you want to do this, but you have to make it in the style of yeah. the scream and stuff because that's what's popular. And, and it, it hurts it, but yeah, I, yeah. I still would Again, like it. And like the whole like uh, grand scheme of things is probably like in the, top yeah. five of the Halloween movies, but that's really not saying a hell of a lot, right? Like, yeah. I'm going to give it 6.5 because I really enjoyed Jamie Lee Curtis. I enjoyed... Buster Rhymes. No, uh, it was LL Cool J in this oh, one. Oh, that's so much worse. Yeah. <laughs> you don't you don't think that'd be kind of LL? <laughs> I do feel like, like as much as I hated those movies when they came out, as I kind of go back and watch mm-hmm. them and, you know, you're not watching 10 in a row. Yeah. You just throw one on once in a while. Like, I, I don't know. I get enjoyment. Like, Urban Legends, I get enjoyment out of. Valentine, I get enjoyment out of. Yeah, yeah Valentine, I, I really didn't like. Scream, I like the first one. So. Valentine is top five worst movies I've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, I really didn't like Valentine. I, I like it. But again, I don't know. It's, but it, also, I've seen none of these since yeah. the beginning. Actually, the Scream surprised me how well. I watched them all last year. I'm surprised how well they kind of did like I really enjoyed Scream One was awesome. Scream, Scream was the was only great. one three uh, four. I, I remember liking yeah. um, out of those. I feel like a lot of those films though everyone kind of hated when they came out because it's like everyone felt like you're taking our eighty slashers and you're dumbing them down to PG. Yeah. But I feel like now everyone's kind of looking back at them and they're kind of getting a new life and people are yeah. like Scream just put out like a two to set or something an hour documentary on valentine and but they were hugely popular movies yeah so. but i mean like horror fans i think they were popular to the people that mm-hmm. don't watch horror fans except for in october and they they want to go and be scared with their date and you know scrunch up to their their lover <laughs> you know horror fan i know yeah. horror fans like that grew up on slashers hated all those films because it was like you took out everything that made the slasher films the gory the, all the kills were pg so there was no really gory kills mm-hmm. you remove the nudity it pg'd everything down to like they were aiming for a 13, 14 year old crowd. Whereas, but I feel like, yeah, a lot of those now people are kind of watching them. It's like, you know, when you throw one of those on once in a while, they're fine. Like they're, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't know. That's how I felt at least revisiting them, you yeah. know, you know, when, when that's so, all they had. Do you want to, I know terrible. what you did, uh, marathon. See what that one, I have, that one I haven't <laughs> revisited. That one I remember not liking, but again, I'm, I'm kind of curious if I watch it now and just for what it is, I might enjoy it as like a PG slasher. So something you can watch with the kids. Yeah. Val- Valentine was one that it was like I'd love to see. I guess it was heavily cut. It was actually rated R, and they made him cut all the, oh, yeah? the gory kills to make them PG. So, because hmm. um, yeah, I, I kind of like things about that. I like the mask. And anyway, yeah, we're getting off t- yeah, no. <laughs> off traffic. Another episode, maybe we'll do a nineties. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be curious because, like, again, these are the movies that made yeah, me stop yeah. watching horror movies for a decade. And again, I'm not saying like these are like eight and a half, nines out of tens. I'm just saying like you can watch them now, knowing that that's what they were, and find and some kind enjoyment. Of find, yeah, find some enjoyment out of it. Um, well, Halloween, yeah. Halloween three. Oh, you season did this. Of the witch. Oh, okay. okay. 
I am so curious about what so, you think. Do, should I go into? Yeah, I, I watched it on Halloween Day. Yeah, we'll get into it right now because uh, I my favorite Halloween movie. It's your favorite Halloween movie of, of the it, whole it, series. Yeah, it might be. Yeah, I, I kind of go back and forth between that and the first one as well. Yeah. So after watching this, the first I, one is a better made film in every way, yeah. of course. But but this film has a lot of great elements like the the story the concept behind these masks that this company is making mm-hmm. that has this kind of sinister plot what a weird bent isn't it it does feel like a great anthology like yeah, it feels like a twilight zone it, or something yes. expanded to movie length which was what his plan was going to be carpenter's plan was going to be which i like and i i understand like that everyone kind of wishes that this would have mm-hmm. continued because you get all this amazing halloween stuff Unbelievable score. Unbelievable. The score is, in my opinion, one of the yeah. best horror scores of all time. I, like, I would, yeah, that and The Fog, I'm trying to think, are, are top, like, five for me, probably. The score and the the atmosphere and also the location. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. town they, they go into. Sa- is, is it Santa, Santa Mara? Or no, not Santa Mara. Anyone remember? Yeah, no. no. <laughs> yeah, it's, I, I love all of that. The only thing that holds me back from loving this is it does to me feel a little bit like an extended episode of the twilight zone that is padded maybe a little bit uh, at the beginning at the beginning like or when they i I think i wrote down i think the opening like i think it's like 15 20 minutes is like one of the best 15 20 minutes like it doesn't really stop like it opens up this guy's getting chased you got this amazing score that's so all all of that is great and the hospital scene is great and then i feel like the next thing so i know you guys love Tom Atkins. Tom Atkins. <laughs> oh, he's my favorite. This is my favorite Tom Atkins performance. So, uh, <laughs> so and I like Tom Atkins a lot in The Fog. Um, this seems like a lot of Tom Atkins. Like, oh, he's amazing though. He doesn't feel like <laughs> kind of like the deadbeat dad. He like ditches his kids as soon as like a woman's like, oh, help me find my father. Okay, you're attractive. It's okay that he's like. <laughs> I, I just never. There just seems like there's not another layer to this guy <laughs> at, at all to be carrying a movie. So for me, it's like, oh, this is this is a lot of Tom Atkins. It's, so it's when they get into the town and stuff isn't really starting to fucking mesh mesh yet hmm. that maybe i feel that's not going there and the direction like this isn't john carpenter directing this movie and mm-hmm. you can tell it's not done like he's not an amateur but it feels safe there's very few kind of wow like formal moments no, that's, yeah in, i agree um and that's all to say i, I like super enjoyed yeah. this movie it's just the reason why it wouldn't go into halloween kind of no, one I, territory for I, me. I, I understand that again. Like, I think Halloween is obviously a masterpiece and Halloween 3 is kind of this cult movie. I just feel like for me, it's and it's probably because I've seen the original Halloween so many times, this one, I didn't come around to it until like maybe, what, 10 years ago or something? Like, I grew up like everyone else, like, where no, the fuck no, is Michael Mike Myers? Myers? Why doesn't he show up? And then hating the movie and probably not even finishing it. And then mm. when you, I finally gave it a chance, I'm like, this is kind of interesting like what a plot he's gonna kill every single kid that is fucked up yeah. and then Connell Cochran his whole speech on like mm-hmm. the the customs of Halloween he's amazing awesome this. he's such an evil like almost Bond villain I, I love uh, one of my favorite lines uh, Tom Atkins sitting on the girl and he's like oh you know we, I can go to another hotel and she's like oh you might cause fish and she's like where do you want to sleep Dr. Chalice he's like that's a dumb question <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. This is my favorite Tom Atkins yeah. performance. Yeah, I mean, none of that's maybe it'll grow on you. I don't know. I I, th- <laughs> I feel like just 
that element of the fog is my least favorite thing, probably uh, of the fog. So oh, what, that you might not be a Tom Atkins. That he's banging like the young Jamie Lee. <laughs> like, ju- just that it's like it's kind of funny in the fog, but it's also like, why is this in the movie? Like, yeah. like it's you. Yeah, because you want to watch this movie and be like, I want to grow a mustache and be Tom Atkins, man. Like, um, so I don't, I don't have that feeling. I was expecting this to like put me into the Tom Atkins fan club. It, 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 and it, well, Night of the Creeps is kind of like the fun, like thrill me, yeah. Atkins. But I, I personally, yeah, if this is my if I get one. like a little bit less of it, like, yeah, because oh man, I love him. Yeah, so I, I don't, I don't love Tom Atkins. <laughs> I feel like. A different lead might have made me a little bit more invested as well. I'm curious about the number. At seven point five pumpkins. Okay, that's okay. pretty good pumpkins. And I'm gonna. I, I'm. I'm excited to watch this. It's not like mm. Halloween two where I was like, oh Jesus mm. Christ, I gotta watch this a one. Bunch yeah, of this others. one might grow on you again. I think mm. it's like, I don't know. For me, this is the again. That's why I save it for Halloween, kind of every year or every second year, to not overdo it. But we didn't even mention the Silver Shamrock jingle, which. It's so fucking amazing and catchy, but they, I, I did notice this time that they play it like every ten minutes. Yeah, but like but six, I think that's six, the point six, of six it. Times right, like I think that's the point of it, though. Right, it's kind of supposed to be. I think it's more than that. Yeah, um, it's great, and the, the ending is so fucking fantastic. Yeah. Turn off, turn off, turn off. Turn off. <laughs> oh, it's yeah. Um, I guess I'll give my rating for this one now, even though I watched it Halloween. Yeah. Now. This is a nine pumpkins. Out of nine wow. pumpkins. This is probably top ten yeah. horror of all time for me. Like it, uh, it's just every time I watch I'm, it, I'm it curious. Grows. Is, is this number one of a Halloween series, or is this like a number two of the Halloween series for you? I, I don't know. It's I go, flops. I go back and forth. Like again, I think the Halloween, the first Halloween, is the masterpiece. Yeah. It's, it's the better made film, but I almost feel like that one. It's kind of standard as well, shot as it is. It's kind of like standard slasher fare, and you know we've seen it in a billion other slashers. Whereas, it is so good. this film stands that, on its own. Yeah. There's nothing else really yeah. like this film. Like I, I love like the mystery mm-hmm. of it all. Oh as yeah, you, the, as you're trying to figure out what's yeah. going on, and then because even at the beginning when the guy gets crushed, you're like that kind of looks weird and almost yeah. like why is it kind of badly shuttered? Why isn't he screaming pain? And then you find out what's actually going on, yeah. and it makes sense and. So and good. I don't know. It's it's such a goofy, silly plot, but I, it all I works do agree. For me. Like like in, when he sets himself, the guy sets himself on fire in the car yeah. in in such a like. Mm-hmm. You just feel it's like bad filmmaking, right? Like you're like, oh, it's kind of odd. He like, crushes this guy's yeah. face, and like, but like that all makes sense to me. I love all yeah, that yeah. shit. And honestly, like, I thought about it afterwards, where because uh, I enjoyed so much about this. This is probably the one movie I enjoyed the most, but also found myself sometimes going. Oh, like I wish this was like a little bit cooler shot mm. or something. Or yeah, again, I think you've probably you've watched it now too, where it's this cult classic, and I see people like everyone now loves it, and I see people a lot on Facebook groups like, ah, oh, this movie's just like the hipster. Everyone just loves it now because they're hipsters, and it's like, you know, it, it just has this big like. Me and Maddie have hyped it up, so like going in if you're. It, you could, it is kind of this cheesy little cult movie, but I think there's something special about it. And I, I, I think I, that usually doesn't sway me the hype too much. Yeah, kind of like me and Maddie kind of like to we might school, have, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, or Halloween hipsters. Yeah, but um, um, it's still who knows? Maybe uh, I will. More. I will definitely go back to this one because yeah. I feel like it's a great Halloween watch. And that score, man, it's so good. And yeah, this this like. Part of me was just like, ah, fuck, Carpenter should have done this one himself, and this is an all-timer for me. Yeah, that that would have been interesting for sure. Because you've you've definitely got a journeyman director who basically would be filming prestige television yeah. now. Well, I think he's, isn't he? Was 
he was he the second unit director or something on Halloween or he had something to do with I don't Halloween. Know. Would make sense. Mm-hmm. Like, anyways, and I finished off the night with uh, which will be the final time you'll hear me talk about Grimm, and it's oh, funny no. because I feel like. This is the best episode? This might be the best episode I've watched. And also, I am continue to watch it in November, and it's starting to hit its stride. Awesome. Um, you've uh, reached season two, right? I'm in season two, and I know where it's leading now. I remember a lot of the serialized stuff works, but they're still like having kind of cool monsters and, and mm. cool stories. So this one's called Over My Dead Body. Uh, it's from 2012, Grimm, season two, episode six. I'm going to give this one... Eight pumpkins. Oh wow! It, oh, wow. Uh, it it plays into the characters heavily, but they all you realize why like all of these people are made to be on this show. Like it's yeah. such a, a well cast show, and uh, yeah, awesome. By the way, Halloween three I did look up, so it is it's directed by Tommy Lee Wallace, who uh, yeah he was like the art director on Assault on Precinct Thirteen, the second unit director on Big Trouble in Little China production designer on the fog in the original halloween oh, awesome. so he's kind of been doing it and he's probably a buddy of john carpenter's and he but he also did um he wrote halloween 3 he wrote amityville 2 and he awesome. wrote and directed the it tv series from the 90s oh um, that's actually so like the, that's a crazy pedigree right amityville 2 is amazing and even yeah. it is fucking oh, amazing. oh he directed uh fright night 2 as well which i've heard fright night 2 mm. and he wrote that is supposed to be really good like it has this cult following is but Friday Night 2, the one in the dance club? I've never seen Friday Night 2. It's, mm-hmm. it's been impossible to get. Like, it had, like, yeah. a DVD release, went out of print, and sold for, like, $100, and everyone's been waiting. He also day. directed The Comrades of Summer, which is a baseball a story and uh, based in Russia, <laughs> starring <laughs> Joe Mantenga. Huh. <laughs> so right. we need to do an episode yeah, on Tommy The Lee Comrades Wallace. of okay. Summer. Cool. Is that it for the 29th, guys? Or? Yeah, I think that's it for the 29th. Yep. Okay, well, Maddie, why don't you start off with the 30th? This is the day we did do the trivia, so it's pro- I'm assuming yeah. going to be a light day for us. Uh, speaking of insane movies that don't really need a plot, I watched Pledge Night okay, from 1990. Cool. I love how zany, Did you get a, pick stupid. up the uh, I did. Yeah, 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 I did. Yeah. I, I noticed this. On my uh, Blu-ray, it says like something like real one, two, three, four, five on the disc. Like, why is that? Do you know? What do you mean? On my actual, like, uh, the menu. The top I think menu. that's just their way of, for chapter skip, that's like, oh. you know, there's chapters. I think they just labeled it real. That's how they oh, label it. Okay, that makes sense. There's chapters skip. in this story, man. Yeah, yeah, right? <laughs> Anyways, this movie is so... It's a scene st- selection. It's pretty much a scene selection. The, the movie is so stupid, so brilliant, so gorgeous, so idiotic that I love it. Absolutely <laughs> love it. It's not so bad it's good. I just think it's good. Right. Well... It's yeah. the first oh. like 30, 40 minutes is just like them frat house shenanigans. Yeah. They're like doing weird <laughs> things. Like they're picking up cherries with their ass cheeks and not yeah. off of blocks of ice. Then the losers have to eat it. They're like eating pieces of banana with like sardines that they think is poo. Like it's, yeah. it's, it's fun. It's stupid. They're having like pig parties. Uh, that's that's yeah. some Blake Bowman and Jordan Mitchell <laughs> yeah, shit right exactly, there. <laughs> exactly. And then halfway through it, this guy just gets brand somebody like proper brand somebody. And then just chaos breaks out. Because he's no, like, Nike, eat a bitch. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's so stupid. It's awesome. There's no plot per se, but the kills are fucking kind of cool, right? Yeah, no, it's. A, I had a lot of fun with this There's like a cherry bomb up the ass. There is like a blender, uh, like yeah. a egg beaters in the mouth. Like it's- It's one of those movies- Have you seen this before? Yeah, yeah. I, I, grew, I watched this uh, on 
a couple of years ago, you pe- watched it and loved it. I grew up watching it. So I was like, I don't know, like six. I saw it on oh, TV okay. with my dad and it just kind of stuck in my head. Like I was terrified of this movie. So like it kind of has a soft spot in my heart. Absolutely love it. There was a movie where the guy gets his balls ripped off from the toilet, which kind of like terrified me. Like hmm. such a weird kill. Did you notice though that uh, someone like, is he sucking his uh, shit with a straw? No, I guess because like he is putting his hand up through the pipes. It's just like the gurgling of the water being displaced. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Hmm. Anyways, I, I don't want to give it an eight, but like I loved, I had so much fun with it. I yeah, have you, to give you, it an eight. Yeah, you got to give yeah. it based on yeah. your enjoyment. Yeah, uh, eight pumpkins. It's <laughs> it's so ridiculous. Even the end is insane. Like yeah, no, I I had that's the movie I'm going to watch away. every like, couple years. You don't for need sure. a plot. That's a fun like, one. You pop this on, you're not thinking for an hour and a half. Yeah, and you don't care. Like who's this guy? Doesn't matter. He's fun. It's it's a it's an adventure. <laughs> cool. Well, I um. On that day, I did a movie called Retribution from 1987. Uh, I heard this one takes place on Halloween, but it's just really the opening that does. Anyways, it's on Halloween. A man commits suicide, jumps off a building, but he doesn't die. He survives. And at the time, he kind of like, it's one of those ones where he dies for a second, but you see like the spirit go inside of him. And you find out that when he committed suicide, this other guy was shot and killed and that possessed spirit, vengeful spirit has inhabited his body. So it's that spirit is using this guy's body to get revenge on the people that killed him. So it's him going around knocking off all those that wronged him uh, in gruesome ways. He's using his psychokinetic powers. Like there's one guy, he works in a meat plant and he like sticks the guy inside the carcass of like a dead cow and then puts it on like the... Sob conveyor blade? belt? Conveyor belt, yeah, and, and to get to the saw blade. They call them meter too. Meter? Uh, meter, and, and he gets oh. meted. <laughs> or a meter man too. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was Robert Townsend. Yeah, we know that. Uh, I love the colors in this film. A lot of like neon hues and greens, and like when the guy, you know, gets possessed, his eyes do turn like this bright green, which I thought was cool. Um, yeah, unfortunately, the lead I just found was just not that interesting. He's kind of this nerdy doll guy, and like we're supposed to believe that like the hot young blonde neighbor is like in love with him, and it's like why? There's like. <laughs> You know, there's a psychiatrist in there. So you give this, you don't get, you give Tom Atkins a pass, but not this guy. Yeah, because Tom Atkins is charming as fuck, man. <laughs> it's the stash. <laughs> it's the stash, yeah. But yeah, anyways, uh, I just, We're yeah, just going to cut Adam's mic so he doesn't make fun of Tom Atkins anymore. <laughs> I know, man. Tom, Tom Atkins, there's a few celebrities that want their autograph. Tom Atkins, I missed it one year. I'm going to get it one day, go to an expo and get his. I'm going to be like, yeah. you guys are going to be like, ah, we're going to, might we use the studio just for like a, yeah, like cool. a little bit earlier. We'll, we'll start, we'll tape the episode, but yeah. we just want to do some prep work. I'm going to come in here and you guys are going to be doing an orgy scene yeah, with Tom, yeah, exactly. geriatric Tom Atkins. <laughs> Oh, I could only imagine. I can We're going to thrill him. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I just found, I don't know. Far more pumps. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, I found the film kind of dragged. It's almost two hours long. I mean, the, the kills are kind of good, but everything else, like I didn't really care about any side characters, you know, the psychiatrist and all that stuff. So I'm going to give it six pumpkins out of ten. There's still some cool stuff in there, but... Um, yeah, and then I finished off the night with uh, Bob's Burger Season 8, The Wolf of Wharf Street. Yep. That's a fun episode, 2017, eh? yeah, this is the only one I haven't seen that I wasn't able to see the other newer ones. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, this is there's an apparent wolf roaming the streets. Uh, Linda, the mother. It's on Wharf, Wharf Street. Wharf though. Street. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, come on. <laughs> um, 
in a plea to impress her kids, decides she's going to go looking uh, for it with cool. them. Cool, cool, mom. Uh, Bobby's at home because he's got a broken leg. He's recovering, and uh, Ted, his buddy, um, in a nursing out- nurse outfit, is going to uh, stay with him and you know help him recover. But he, uh, Bob, takes a bunch of meds and gets all like paranoid, paranoid. and thinks that Ted is actually a werewolf. And uh, yeah, it's a fun episode. Not as uh, Halloweeny as Full Bars, and probably not consistently funny as Fortnite, but still a good one. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give it seven pumpkins out of ten. Nice. Uh, again, I'm, I'm enjoying all these um, Halloween episodes. Uh, that was it for the thirty. All right, me. going down how uh, my Halloween tear. I watched uh, probably the worst Halloween movie I've seen in the series, Halloween Resurrection. Starring my boy Buster Rhymes. Trick or treat, uh, motherfucker. <laughs> crazy and terrible. Uh, who's the uh, model who's in this? Tara Banks? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's like a found footage, too, isn't it? Like, uh, who would have thought this is a good idea to get like Buster Rhymes, who can't act, Tyra Banks, who can't act, and a bunch of other like B list guys? Uh, come on. And, You've seen Finding New Forrester. <laughs> Buster Rhymes can act. <laughs> okay, I'll give it to Buster. I'll give it to Buster Bust. That, like, they pretty much what they did in H2O. They nullified it within the first five minutes Perfect. Yeah. and killed off the your main character. Which is shocking, but it's like, yeah. They kill off Jamie Lee Curtis? Within the first five minutes. Well, it I, think, even... I think her deal was, I'll come back, but you got to kill me off the first five uh, minutes. Bill Murray. I, I think that yeah, was kinda, yeah, she might have done that. Like, like, oh, where's this going? Like, An interesting idea. I was like, all right, let's make a found footage movie in the uh, Myers house with a bunch of cameras, but it... Yeah, they, they, they set up like a bunch of cameras... I, Think yeah, it's yeah. It, fuck it sucks. It seems like and Buster Rhymes is like a martial arts expert <laughs> doing like kicks and stuff. It, it made no sense. It was exact opposite of Pledge Night for me. <laughs> yeah, that that's, that may be uh, one of the worst. I'm giving it. I'm, I gotta say like four point five pumpkins. It mm. was a hard slog to get through. Like as bad like, as like Curse of Michael Myers is and yeah. stuff. At least there's some things in this there. This one wasn't charming, and it, it is dated. Like dated as motherfucker. Yeah. Like. Chat rooms and uh, uh, <laughs> Apple Newtons were uh, priming this one. Yeah, it was it was a rough go. So I had, I had my best night. I, I watched none. Zero. On Devil's Night, you're too, you're too busy out egging houses and yeah. toilet papering them and or putting rotting cabbage in like Kyle's front porch. <laughs> That's weird. I did get a bag of shit on fire on my. Was that you? No, that was me, buddy. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just peed on all your door handles. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Cool. Well, yeah, I guess we all had kind of a light day. I guess it makes sense. It was the Friday. and Yeah, we were all uh, winning at trivia. Winners. Winning at life. <laughs> it's the only day of the, the month where we actually like let life take <laughs> over the movies. Uh, okay, well, let's move on to the big final day, Halloween day. Okay, so I started off the day with Lady in White from 1988. Have you guys seen this one? No. This is kind of a cult. Got a cult following, and uh, for good reason. Uh, I really dug this one. So it opens up on Halloween Day, nineteen sixty-two. We have a group of bullies lock their classmate in the uh, the coat room of the class, and uh, there he witnesses the ghost of a young girl being murdered shortly after he is attacked himself by the killer who has went there to remove the evidence that he left behind. And if you find out that there's been this series of child murderers going on in this oh, this crazy. small town hmm. which is pretty fucking dark yeah yeah this was a really cool almost like an emotional coming of age tale that you know it's as much about the family and all the people you know the character development of the the people in this town that then has these horror elements on there 
Um, the young kid, it's, uh, I can't remember. Lucas Haas from yeah. Mars Attacks. Yeah. So this mm. is him as like a young kid. He starts investigating the murders because he ha- he goes to see like what was the killer after and he finds like this ring and he's trying to put it all together. There's some side plots where there's the, the, the titled Lady in White is, you know, the, based on the legend of the Lady in White where it's the, the mother trying to find her daughter. So mm. she's this really cool, eerie ghost in the in this story. There's when the kid gets attacked, the cops come and find the janitor who was still in the school drunk, and he's black. And this is 1962, a bunch of racists, you know, yeah. back then. So he gets blamed for the murder. So there's a side plot where he's getting blamed, and but it, you know his dad is actually believes and you know trying to trying to prove that this guy's innocent. But everyone else in the town is like, no, like he obviously did it. You know, he's a black guy. Yeah, um, it had to be him. So. That whole story is really interesting in the way it ends. It's this tragic tale. And like, I, I really dug this movie. Like, it's almost just a really good, interesting coming of age show. It's really unfortunate. I guess it was a box office bomb, even though oh, no. it got like, it got mostly positive reviews, but the audiences just didn't turn out to. And I, I don't think this director did another movie afterwards. Yeah, total hidden gem for me. I, I dug this. I'm going to go seven and a half pumpkins, but I, I could see it going up over time. Like, I'm going to watch this. Again, I think both of you would dig this one. I recommend this. It sounds right up my alley. Uh, I've been hearing about it for a long time and meaning to. The Scream Factory actually has two cuts of the film, or maybe even three cuts of the film. There's like the theatrical cut, the director's cut, which is the one I watched, and then there's even an extended director's cut where they even add some more scenes. So I think more like character development, not necessarily like horror scenes. Mm -hmm. But yeah, just it had a cool look to it when the horror stuff happened and the, the... it's just this interesting mystery of this someone in the town is going around murdering all the kids. And yeah, definitely one of the gems of the month for me. Awesome. Uh, I guess I'll just quickly run in with one more. Yeah. I did follow that up with, I'm not going to say too much, Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island from 1998. <laughs> I guess the kids make sense. Yeah. Well, this is probably my favorite of the Scooby-Doo movies. It's probably the most popular, actually. This is the one that, like, at this time, Scooby-Doo was just becoming popular because it was airing reruns. And then so they said, like, people are kind of into Scooby-Doo. We should do something. So they actually got the original cast and made this this movie. And it was, like, critically and financially a, a big success. And that's why we're, you know, we're getting a new cartoon series every two yeah. years and, like, you know, so many movies every year. Uh, this one is kind of known for being a little bit darker, too. And it's actually one of the few stories where the ghosts are actually real. It's not people in masks. But yeah, the, the story, I won't say too much, but I'll just say it opens up, the team disbands because they're sick of like every time not being real monsters, just being people in disguise. But it's like Daphne's birthday and she's she's doing this successful TV series where she's going to go trying to find real haunts. So the, the team gets back together and yeah, it's kind of fun. You get some zombies in there, some ghost pirates, some werecats. Awesome. Uh, the animation's well done. Um yeah, I'm going to go seven and a half pumpkins out of ten. Oh, like wow. I said, it's, it's probably one of my favorite of the Scooby Doo so movies. So this jump from before? I feel like this jump. I feel like, yeah, I think I enjoyed it more this time around. I don't know if before I went in with too high expectations. I mean, again, it is a Scooby Doo. You know, there's only so much they're going to do. And I think before I had a problem with like the, the twist, what, what's going on now, I kind of like knew it. And I don't know. Yeah, th- there's like a handful of Scooby Doo movies that like. I think you guys could watch and enjoy, and I think this is one of them. Again, going in with the right expectations, you know. Yeah. Best something. movie ever, best Scooby-Doo. <laughs> yeah, 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 something yeah, yeah, you throw yeah, on, yeah. like, a Saturday afternoon kind of... But I, 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 like, I grew yeah. up watching Scooby-Doo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like the atmosphere in them, and I like the kind of fun hijinks and the, you know... I can't say I've seen too much Scooby-Doo. In the last Scooby-Doo, I did see... Not so good. That was, like, the 13 Ghosts of Scooby-Doo. Then, uh, that, well, that was the live-action one, yeah. probably. 
I was yeah. one with like uh, with my boy uh, Matt Freddy, Lillard and Freddie Prince. It's yeah. okay, the live action. It's not great though. I think James Gunn wrote that. I saw. I, I this is a little aside. I saw that as a double feature with Spider Man, which also driving. And uh, no, it was at Mac. Uh huh. Also goes down as one of my least favorite movie experiences. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, that makes sense. It's not great, but I, I get enjoyment out of it. But yeah, I think a lot of the Scooby Doo they release a couple movies every year. Most of them are not great. I can admit that. Okay, but was this there, a, there's definitely a handful that are good. Camp Scare is another this one. A I really house enjoy. party, or was it like a? No, it was at Faculty Hollow. That seems like a like a pop and chips party that you would have when you were in grade six. Why is a bunch of university students watching like Spider Man Scooby Doo? There was like a. An event, it was I think the week after Welcome Week potentially. Uh, well, Spider Man was like the biggest movie of all time. It, it was I, the I, biggest I, movie I, of the I, year. Yeah, but you don't think of like yeah, I'm going to university to watch Spider Man Scooby Doo. Like I'm it's maybe not Scooby Doo. Uh, I could see Spider Man. I think Scooby Doo was the opener. Yeah. Um, all right, hey man. Cool. What did you guys watch on Halloween? I watched American Werewolf. In an American Paris. Werewolf oh, in nice. Paris, yeah, in, Lon- <laughs> in London. I love my Tom Everett Scott. Uh, no, anyways. Uh, I went back to Mac. Now, have, watched you, it. have you seen this before? So this is something I that I, I put in the kind of column. Okay. Where I saw this when I was a teenager, early teenager, but I saw it with a bunch of people and not really yeah. like saw it. So it's just the same way as Halloween. When I rewatched yeah. the new Halloween, it was a movie I feel like I'm watching for the first time because. But there's elements where I'm like, I've definitely seen this before, but yeah. So this is a movie that is. I think it's Maddie's as well. It's one of my yeah, favorite it's of up all there. time. No, this this what movie's fucking think? amazing. Okay, great. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. Um, right from the get-go, where they're entering this little village in northern England or... Scotland. Scotland. Uh, is it Scotland? Scotland, yeah. Is it in the Highlands? I think it's in Scotland, but the movie takes... In the the rest of the movie takes place in No, England. no, it's in England. Is that the Moors oh, of Scotland, okay. I thought? Moors of England. Okay. Okay. I think it's in Northern England. Okay. It's uh, not good either way. <laughs> in the, it's in the, on the moors. Yeah. yeah. And then they end up going to this pub and everyone is instantly like- <laughs> Against them. Against these two fucking Americans. What's the name of the, name of the Slaughtered pub? Slaughtered Lamb. Yeah, yeah. Slaughtered Lamb. Yeah. <laughs> so good. And uh, Griffin Dunn is the sidekick kind of guy. I love the camaraderie between yeah, the two the, guys. Yeah, the banter between the two is so like natural. Yeah. So, so natural. I like everyone in this. I love Jenny uh, at- is that the nurse? Good, yeah, good, yeah. Who's the nurse? Yeah. I totally, yeah, fell in love with her. Yeah. Too. Um, who I, I just know from like, she's on like a bunch of like BBC shows now. Yeah, I've never like, like called like, a midwife or whatever. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I've never like been attracted to her, but this movie, there's something about her, not just her looks, like just her character. It's yeah. like, I love her. <laughs> she just instantly like, yeah. even the choices she's making, which are sometimes ridiculous and, and maybe the only thing I have fault she sells the like yeah. her involvement as things get weirder and weirder. So, anyways, they're on the moors. Isn't she like checking out his junk or something while he's passed out? No, that's the other nurse. Uh, okay. <laughs> so it all goes wrong. They get on the moors. It goes pretty terrible, and then he. Uh, the, I don't think we can. We're not spoiling much. Yeah. And they get attacked yeah. by a werewolf. <laughs> they get a, there's a werewolf attack, mm-hmm, yeah. and then he becomes uh, a werewolf, and he's in London. Everything that happens in London is amazing. I wrote down the line, which he wakes up after his first night being a werewolf, and this little boy says to his mom, a naked American man stole my balloons. <laughs> like, I, yeah. the line is just perfect. Yeah. Um, 
And uh, yeah, uh, the effects is uh, are the, some the of the best. Effects are incredible. Yeah, it's played like a weird comedy too. Like it's, it's the comedy awesome. elements. Yeah, the comedy yeah. may be stronger than the horror. Yeah, yeah. it's that rare horror film mm. that can blend the like. It's hard to do that and. There's not. There's probably a, a handful of five or ten movies that actually blend them perfectly, and this is definitely the. the it's top because of the... the comedy comes from a real yeah. place, I think, yeah. all, all the time. But it, even the initial transition mm-hmm. is pretty funny in a certain way, and then it becomes horrific. Yeah, it looks fantastic. My, my only fault with this film is that this is I don't like this version of the werewolf. I love the like the man wolf, and this is more of like a, a dog. A yeah. big, just a really big dog kind of wolf thing, and and that's my only fault. It's I I, I like it the, looks pretty fucking. It amazing does still look, don't give me I, on, I yeah, like still, I like the idea good, of the actual but, wolf wolf. Like yeah, on, so like do the, I. Uh, okay. Quadruped. Huh. Um, yeah, that's that's my only. Um, issue, I'm gonna give eight point five pumpkins. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's. Uh, that's good. And yeah. the soundtrack. Did you like find yourself like coming along to it and like it's almost like done for like weird laughs too. Yeah, I I, I like everything about did you, it. Did you stream this or do you have the blue of this one? No, I just have a, a collector's edition DVD that I've had forever. Mm-hmm. You should mm-hmm. pick up a Arrow released it and it's got like an hour and a half documentary and it looks fucking pristine. Did uh, Frank Oz have anything to do with this or was he just kind of like one of the doctors in the background? He might have been one of the puppeteers, eh? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, this that's one of my favorite movies. I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like this Even is in, the, instantly going up. The on. dream sequences are what makes this movie too, right? Like where like oh, he yeah. goes oh, to like, yeah. his house with the uh, people with the machine guns. Well, and, I love too. His buddy is like the visiting him in the theater and yeah. stuff, and, and and yeah, the the slow de- yeah. decomposition. But of, it's like of it's the body. A, it's kind of like um, Shaun of the Dead, where yeah. like they're just best buddies to, yeah. to the I don't know to the end. Like <laughs> the the, the end, you know, the movie is incredible too. Yeah. Um. I'm re- it's almost a perfect. Film I think it's for me, it's yeah. John Landis's best movie. Yeah, yeah, it's my favorite John Landis, film. and he's done a lot of great things, but it's probably my favorite too. I, I think with his other ones, I always have like a a butt, a big butt yeah. of like Animal House, but all of this kind of <laughs> yeah. shit that doesn't fucking work now that makes me cringe. Yeah, or Trading Places, but. Blues Brothers, yeah. all the shit that doesn't quite. I'm work not a right Blues now. Brothers guy. Oh no, I've I that oh that movie's became but, one of my favorite. But the blues, yeah. <laughs> that would be that one. <laughs> like I, yeah, that's. But I haven't watched Blues Brothers in probably like that's a movie. Like years. I remember the first time I saw it a couple years ago. I was like, ah, it's okay. I didn't get it, and now it's like every time I watch it, it so goes you hadn't up seen Blues Brothers as a kid. No, I I didn't see it until it hit DVD. I think it was the first time, and even then I was like, I didn't. It was okay, but now it's like. I think then when I, I got on Blu-ray rewatch and I was like, this is one of the best movies of all time. And I watched it again. I'm like, yep, this is still fucking incredible. I, I, I'll, I'll give that one another shot because mm. it's been probably 15 it's years so since fun. I've seen like, it. That movie just doesn't really stop. It's just like goes from one set piece to one, mm. another and the action is amazing in it. And like, oh, I love that movie. But anyways. Maybe <laughs> we'll do a Blues Brothers night. John, uh, a John Landis night, yeah. actually. I watched a, a documentary about Halloween, uh, the original, like the uh, Halloween movie called The Cut Above. It's an hour and a half doc about like uh, how it got made, uh, what John Carpenter did to direct it, all the How great... it's a cut above the others. Yeah, that's pretty much what it is. Like, this is why this movie is better than any of the slasher movies. And like, well, this it's makes sense. It's above the rest. Yeah. Isn't I, that like a shaving commercial or something? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> cut above the rest? <laughs> yeah, yeah, possibly. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If not, uh, hello, yeah. Dollar Shave? <laughs> Copyright. I think that was the uh, the song for all of the other bands that had better careers than us. 
so it pretty much uh, talks to all the actors that was in it, like uh, Deborah Hills talking about it. Like it, it was a cool movie. It had everyone that was part of Halloween, other than the uh, Mustafa that passed away. Mustafa, okay. yeah, yeah. Anyways, it was fun. It's well, documentary. Kyle seemed like he was gonna cry there. Yeah, <laughs> he, he passed away. I, I'm sorry to bring up such uh, harsh. Uh... It still, still hurts. <laughs> How much? Uh, seven pumpkins. I'm trying to remember. I remember one of the docs is good on that. One of them is. Not uh, there's as good. one that's really bad. I tr- I started watching the night she came home. Yeah, which is about something. like a Jamie Lee Curtis coming back for H2. I'm like, I got 20 minutes into this like hour and a half. Like, yeah, I gotta turn this off. Yeah, cool. I, I did uh, two more. I finished off the Halloween Wars season nine. Other holiday mascots go trick or treating. Small scares, vampire makeover, and the guest judge was Jackson Rathbone from Twilight. Ooh la la. <laughs> um, yeah. And then the final one was Scary Tales 2. The guest judge was Caleb McLaughlin, the other kid from Stranger Things. And uh, Small Scare was Idle Hands Turn Against Their Owner. So, yeah, again, I always have I enjoy that show. But I did watch two more movies. Uh, oh, yeah, actually, that night we've already talked about I watched Halloween 3. Uh-oh. Um, but I got one more movie. But do one of you guys want to jump in? Sure. Uh, I, I watched uh, from 1971, Let's Scare Jessica to Death. Yeah. Oh, shit. I was hoping to watch this this year. You'll never I... get to see it again. They're they're taking yeah. it away. Damn um, it. I think I said this would be up your wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. I'm curious if you liked it. Uh I, I did like it. Um, so it, it's similar to all the colors of the dark in terms of like, this is a woman that's gone through a lot of traumatic events and had, had a nervous breakdown and is trying to build herself back mm-hmm. up. In this case, she goes out into the country with her husband and husband friend. They're going to farm and, and she's going to be there and it's going to be more yeah. peaceful. Things keep happening. And then things keep happening and they're weird. And we are don't they, know if it's her. We don't know if it's... Uh, are they gaslighting her? Yeah. yeah. I feel like this movie always kind of has the same feeling to me as like um, Plansky's uh, Repulsion or Rosemary's Baby. And they're like... Like, no one really believes her, and you don't even know if you can trust yeah. her. Yeah, and, then, like, Repulsion was another one that I, th- I thought about when I was watching All Colors of, of the Dark as mm-hmm. well, and, and this one. Um, yeah, and I love that duality that happens. I don't think it does it as well executed way as a Repulsion, which, mm-hmm. you know, like, mm-hmm. Repulsion's pretty fucking unbelievable. And you don't have the same sort of quality in terms of acting, I would say, across the board as, as something like that. At the same time, like that paranoia, you can really feel. Like this is a movie that almost just should be like, get ready to watch someone be crazy paranoid yeah. and probably be justified. I'm gonna give this one seven pumpkins. Nice. Okay. Like I really enjoyed it. I just felt like there was elements that maybe dragged a little bit or yeah. just weren't quite as well executed. Gaging. Yeah. 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 On, on, yeah. But it, it, it's a slow burn, right? Yeah. Like. It's a slow burn, and the, and the very indie, like it's yeah. it's very low, kind of low production value. Mm. So, what'd you watch, Manny? I watched The Woods, uh, the Lucky McGee number. Or was it like a uh, two thousand and nine? I think. Uh, I'll look no, that's up. not yeah. a movie. Uh-oh. You dreamt this. Damn it! I <laughs> was Bruce Campbell. I forget the girl's name, but I dug this movie. The uh, first hour to an hour and ten minutes, I am in this. This girl uh, ends up in this um, boarding school in the middle of this uh, forest. Uh, who is uh, run by this uh, strange group of uh, nuns who kind of take in uh, these gifted children because they're trying to uh, help them out. Some in a bad scene, 
Some are really gifted in singing. Some are gifted in like writing. So they're trying to help uh, all these kids find their potential. But there's something so sinister about it. It's almost like Suspiria in a weird way mm-hmm. that kind of keeps creeping in and creeping in. Their yeah, stories. Well, something's uh, going on in the school. You got yeah. it. And there's stories of these. Uh, there's an old ancient tale of these uh, one girl who the woods told her to murder her teachers. And uh, it keeps playing back to that story and uh, how it plays out. The first hour and 10 minutes, I am so engaged. Like, I'm like, this movie is nine. And then it kind of, uh, in the last 20 minutes, really falls apart for me. Like, yeah, I feel like this really is one that, like, apart. I, I Kyle gives the... us five stars on Letterboxd, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's I, not... You've seen this, right? I, have, I haven't seen it. Like, I picked it up when it came on yeah. DVD, and I haven't seen it since. It's, it's from 2006, by the okay, way. Okay, 2006. I think this is one of those films that had, like, a bunch of studio interference. Like, they made him edit out, like, I don't know. I think they kind of fucked him over yeah. and took it off. My, I could be wrong about that. I remember it being delayed for like a year or two before. I could see that because the first like um, yeah. hour is like, wow, this is a great movie. And then the last half hour just kind of turns into like, oh, okay. Some CGI right. would. Yeah, I feel like they made him in. like they wanted it more scary, more horror. Yeah. Like they didn't. Yeah. So uh, the ending, I'm still giving it seven pumpkins out of 10. Like I was surprised how well the first hour was like, but. Fell apart. Yeah, even Bruce Campbell couldn't save this number. He's just got a bit part in it, right? Or, yeah, it, yeah, he comes back in the last 20 minutes. Oh. Yeah. To ruin the movie. To ruin the movie. Like, you got that big chin. I'm here to ruin <laughs> your movie. Groovy. <laughs> uh, Adam? So I watched, as a second last one, we kind of had like a, a little bit of a Halloween movie night uh yeah. and we watch hocus pocus oh shit oh, nice that's a fun one hocus pocus i hadn't seen as a child i really always loved this one as a as a kid mm-hmm. uh it was something that i watched a bunch of times it's the only like i i love mick garris as a person but i'm not really a fan of his directing style but i think i like hocus pocus is the only film yeah it works that. really well yeah. isn't it it's kenny ortega that directs it? oh sorry mick garris wrote it oh uh, okay my bad so apparently uh, you don't like any movie no, that Nick Garrett like directed. <laughs> Not even Cigarette Burns? That's John Carpenter. That's John Carpenter. <laughs> he just produced all the masters. Of I, I just thought we'd just uh, yeah. throw it out. No, no, sorry. I do I like Critters 2. Critters 2 is good. All right, all right. But yeah, most of his films kind of have that like, and I guess most of them he wasn't directing yeah. until the 90s. Most of them have that like TV 90s look where yeah. there's like no cinematography, no style, no atmosphere kind of. This yeah. movie, Hocus Pocus, uh, directed At- by Kenny Ortega. Atmosphere. Lots of atmosphere. Yeah. It's kind of crazy that this guy didn't do anything other than like high school musical after oh, after this. Um, well, people forget that. I don't think this movie was a big hit when it came out. I think it's like, it's almost like Nightmare, even Nightmare for Christmas, like the cult following has grown more and more. And now it's like, you go to Spirit and there's a whole section dedicated yeah. to Hocus Pocus. Like there would have been a sequel if it was a huge hit. And now everyone wants the sequel, but. Right. Yeah, I, 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 I like as a kid, you never know. Like Hook, which was a Spielberg's biggest bomb. Yeah, yeah. As a kid, I thought that was like his biggest movie. Yeah. yeah. So this kind of fell in that category, but I probably haven't seen it since 1997 or 1998. So it was like a. Uh, but I probably had seen it four or five times. Like instantly, I knew everything that was yeah. that was going to happen, and I had a hell of a lot of fun. Uh, the it. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, what were you going to say? I was just going to say it's surprisingly dark. The story. I mean, it opens up. With yeah. the one girl is pretty much murdered, and the one boy is turned into a cat to never see his family really. Ever. And it's hundreds of years he's yeah. a, he's a cat. Yeah, like the story I think 
actually being a like spooky Halloween story mm-hmm. is what makes it work. And like the, the three witches are like so lovable, but again, like they Terrible. murdered a bunch of kids and ate yeah. them or whatever. Uh, all of their interactions are are great. I think all of the witches, yeah, Bette Midler, who I don't really like <laughs> like that, that that much, uh, and she does do a little bit of over the top singing Bette Midler. Like, of course, we have to have a giant. I musical put a number. spell on. I'm you. curious, how many songs are in this movie? Is there like quite a bit? No, it's just I put a spell on you. It's it? just that, and then there's the kid song to. Yeah, but that there. that one I have no that problem one works, with. Yeah. Uh, the other one is like. So it's not a musical. It's just like two no. two, two numbers. It's just one number, and then like yeah. the other is kind of like a background oh, okay. thing. Another one of my crushes was uh, Vanessa Shaw, Shaw yeah, the girl in this one. From Ladybugs in this. Yeah, yeah. I thought totally. it was Tara Birch in this Tara one. She, she, she's, she's like, Tara young, Birch she's a young kid. Uh, she's she's really like young. six in this movie. Yeah, so you might have had a crush on her. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Mind you, we would have probably been that age. She's better than the lead. Like, the lead guy's not the greatest in that right you know, I noticed that more as an adult than I did as yeah. a kid. It's yeah. like, oh, yeah, this He's kid a kid from really uh, Erie, Indiana. Oh, yeah. The um, TV show. Never was a thing for me. Okay. Um, did you have YTV? I guess you had must have had YTV. Yeah. Yeah, that one. I don't know why that one. I never. Yeah, you just I, missed it. Never watched. So I'm gonna get. I I think I'm gonna give this one seven. I'm gonna. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm gonna give it seven point five. Who's nice. the third witch? It's just Sarah, Jessica Parker, Bette Midler, and um, it's not Ricky Lake. No, no it's, it's um, uh, Kathy Najami. Yeah. Okay. Who has a great role in Veep. Which is one, I think, one of the best shows in the last mm. 10 years. Apparently, it says there's pre production of Hocus Pocus 2. I wonder if that's one of those true thing or actually. No, I believe I, I read about this. I believe this is the real deal. So, awesome. so yeah, because they've been, they've been yeah. teasing it for yeah, like good, 10 good, years, good. but yeah, it looks like maybe it is actually happening. So, stay hmm. strong, bet. Stay healthy. <laughs> stay healthy. Cool. Yeah, glad uh, to see that you like that movie. I'm surprised. Um, so what did you finish the night off on, uh, buddy? I finished the night off with like the movie that I wanted. What did you finish the month off on, yeah. buddy? I wanted to start the month off with this one, but it ended up being held till uh, Halloween Day. Elvira, Mistress of the Dark from 1988. <laughs> awesome. I fucking love this movie. <laughs> it's so fun. Like the, the whole like opening like 20 minutes is just great. Um, so uh, Elvira is desperate need of $50,000 to open her show in Vegas. She ends up uh, inheriting. It's like they, they make a joke about it. Like, oh, good timing. She gets like a letter literally when they, she's like, how can I gain that money? And it's like, your aunt just died. You and, you know, so she goes to a small kind of prudish town to uh, to claim her inheritance. There she finds out she has this evil uncle who's like this warlock. And he's after, I guess there's a spell book in the house that she inherited that's a cookbook or so she thinks. And he wants to, he's like, I'll give you 50 bucks for it. And she's like, oh, cool, fine. I, I need money. But yeah, this movie is just like, just witty joke after witty joke. And like, I think it all of it works for me. Like, I was laughing my head off, man. Like, right away, like, whether it's her, like, telling off, like, being badass against kind of the sleazy producer who's like, hey, I'll give you a lead on the, the TV show if you sleep with me. And she tells him off. Then she goes to, like, the gas station. And there's, like, this gross guy picking his nose that points that it's yeah. self-serve. And, you know, she gets revenge on him in, in, in kind of a silly way by accident. Um, but it just goes from like set piece to set piece, and just oh, it, it's so funny. And like, and then she gets this prudish ta- town where it's like Elvira showing up with her breasts hanging out to this religious town where you know 
you know, they don't even, they're young at the daughter because she's got makeup on and stuff like that. It's Binbrook, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> ben Brooklyn. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just think it's so so much fun. I mean, you got the big dumb jock guy who she falls in love with, who I'm watching the making of right now. I'm halfway through. It's like an hour and a half making on the Arrow disc. And like, you know, he's meant to be kind of the dumb blonde that usually you have in horror films, but mm-hmm. this time from a male uh, it's got the um the girl with the red hair. She's like in Ferris Bueller's Day Off, and um, do you know who I'm talking about? Um, she's uh, Rooney's uh, secretary. Oh, yeah. oh. So she's like the perfect. She's like the yeah. the leader of the town that you know yeah. we got to get her she's out. She's the get perfect her like a pious. Yeah, lady. yeah. I don't know this movie, man. I just have a blast with it every time I watch it. It also has really cool effects. Uh, you know, you, you get some you get some cool stuff in there with some monsters and whatnot. You know, she's fooling around with a cookbook and creates this monster that pops out of the potato salad. And uh, the ending is like this big, you know, they're going to burn her at the stake because they think she's a witch. And you get some, you know, the war, the uncle becomes the warlock with this monster face. And you, I don't know, it's just, this movie is just so much fun for me. Yeah, I'm going to go eight and a half pumpkins Ooh. out of ten. Uh, this is... Again, I can watch this every year. Have you year seen this, man? I, uh, I haven't I actually. I'm surprised. Yeah, I, yeah, you have. Have. I don't think I have. I think you have. You just you probably don't remember. Anyways, you well, yeah. you need to, man. This was. Yeah. I remember like when Arrow had the sale, like uh, whatever it was a year ago or six months ago. This was like the first movie that I went and bought, and like I made sure I was up at midnight because I didn't want to miss. This is your jam. A chance of Elvira song out. Not that it would, but. I had to get the slip cover and the book and everything. I, I love this movie. Yeah, I watch it every couple of years, and it's uh, and uh, usually Becky will watch with me, but she fell asleep early that day because I think it's even one that like she, she gets a kick she, out. She you, giggles. You're getting tons of like obviously puns on, yeah. on her breast like constantly, um, and yeah, there's a bunch of school kids too that like who is this Elvira? And you know she needs help on her her house getting it done, and you know the one teen comes. Next thing you know, they're all signing up to come. <laughs> Come work. It's like her, you know, working on it bent over, and they're all excited <laughs> checking about it. it. Checking her out. Um, so you kind of got that team romp thing with them, too. They're kind of mm. sneaking, trying to take a picture of her changing, and, <laughs> you know, that ends in a fun gag. So it's just like, it's just like fun gag after fun gag mixed in with breast puns, and it's it's all amazing <laughs> and hilarious. And then, yeah, it ends in like a big kind of 80 special effects spectacle. So awesome. Yeah. If you, yeah, yeah. High recommend uh, Elvira, Mistress of the Dark from 88. So I finished off the uh, month. Uh, we uh, after uh, the kids were trick or treating, we set up a, a projector in our park in the uh, backyard there, and we watched Ghostbusters. Oh, nice! I haven't watched this in probably about like uh, maybe since the last Bo Murray night. This movie is perfect. Like yeah. it might be the most ideal movie of all time. Like it has everyone at their peak. Bill Murray's at his peak. Ackroyd. Uh, Ernie Hudson, who is uh, Ramis, Ramis, like Weavers, everyone is bringing their A game. Annie Potts is great in it too. Yeah, the ghosts are amazing. The even like the uh, scumbag uh, EPA guy who's like, well, I owe the environmental guy. He's so good. The monsters are great. Yeah, one of the guys from Ghostbusters is in um, Elvira as well. He plays like the sleazy real estate agent that again, like, I'll help you out if you. uh, If we get 9.5 pumpkins, like it's it's fantastic. Like there's great scenes, there's score that like hits on a great level. I do have a question for you guys. What happens once a ghost gets busted? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, hypothetically, that girl is just a librarian. Like, that could be your grandmother who's just a librarian who wanted quiet. 
once they get rid of her, where does she go? They throw her in the, well, if you watch the cartoon. Yeah. In the containment, but like, is this like, like a hell? No, it's like a whole world in there. There's like oh, a whole world. Oh, she's not there. getting like, like taunted by like other monsters? I like, think there's like good and bad yeah. ghosts, at least again, going by the cartoon. Yeah. All right, all right. That's it, it, is, it is that film though that does perfectly blend again the horror and the comedy, yeah. which is so hard to do. Like there's some kind of scary moments in there. Like, oh, yeah. like even the librarian ghost when you first see her, it's kind of it scary. Mm-hmm. And the ending is kind of scary too. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, it's one. You forget how good this movie actually is. Like, it's it is per- and Bill the Murray is movie. Like, perfect in it. Like, he's just what Dan you got Aykroyd is, perfe- is yeah. perfect in this. Yeah, every, like, yeah, Reynolds is perfect are. in this. Like, everyone. Ernie is- Hudson's kind of the serious guy that's just trying to learn. Still but perfect. He's, yeah, he's still good. The speech between him and uh, Aykroyd about uh, there is one the afterlife s- is so fucking. One good. scene that I forget uh, where uh, I guess before they go to the Cedric Hotel, uh, the girl um, whose name Janine is the uh, secretary. Any pots. Any pots. And she's like, oh, yeah, of course. Definitely discretion is our middle name. And then they go in there with their sirens <laughs> blazing. Like, well, I heard we got a ghost up in here. Like, I never recognized that joke till just now. Well, like, that, that's a whole what movie. A Bill great Murray joke. is kind of yeah. like a dick throughout the whole yeah. movie. Like, kind of like that. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. kind of takes advantage that, like, mm-hmm. well, you need me and you're a rich, snooty mm-hmm. guy, so I'm going to fuck with you kind of thing. We can put him right back in if you want. Like, they, yeah. amazing, right? That's one I, I haven't seen for. Bill Murray Night 10. Yeah. It's been a while. And you you forget how good, like, you know it's good because it's everywhere. Everywhere you look, it's like, yeah, Ghostbusters, this, Ghostbusters, that. But, like, you watching, like, this is why. That's it, why it's, it's, people are still yeah. talking about it in 2020. Yeah. Cool. Well, I ended off the month with, from 2001, The Devil's Backbone. Oh, yeah. Del Toro, which, uh, you know, I got the new Criterion yeah. uh, version of that. So we threw that on. It's awesome, right? It's like, awesome. Jesus Christ, is it are awesome? It might be my favorite Del Toro. It's up there, right? Like, there's a touch of tension that is in the entire movie. You realize, like, they set up all of these characters, and everyone's kind of neutral at the beginning, but they're they're all not mm-hmm. good or bad. And then people get worse, and people get better. Yeah. Um, and it, another one of those things where. The ghost design is just fucking amazing. In yeah, this. I love that. Uh, NECA has put out a cool figure of the the kid, oh, yeah? and, and you get the bomb in the ground. And did you get the awesome. plume? Yeah, yeah, it came out of him. And like most of his movies, there's there's a heart mm. to you know to it, and a, and, a, and a romanticism, uh, this kind of gothic, yeah, kind man. of elemental specter always has a little bit more depth. No, I, wonderful, wonderful movie. I hadn't seen it in, in a bunch of years. Uh, I'm going to give that nine pumpkins. Uh, yeah, so yeah. I ended on a, a, a high note. High yeah. notes all around. High notes all around. Yeah, everyone got yeah. to see stuff they really liked. Yeah. Cool. Well, so uh, shall we crown? Uh, <laughs> we'll tabulate yeah. the votes and we'll be back right after these messages <laughs> yeah. from our sponsors. Do you like cereal? <laughs> It's a cut above. What was that song you were thinking about, Razors? It's a, it's cut, a cut above, above the rest. <laughs> Okay, we have added up the numbers here. Uh, Maddie, third place, 59.25 Shocktober points. Oh. Right, you know, it's still respectable. Not bad. Not, <laughs> not, respectable. not breaking any records, but in okay. I, yeah, I, I kind of lost from last year. Yeah, you did a little less than two, two points a day. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to see you at least step up to two points. Yeah, next year, next year, boys. I think next year is my year. <laughs> next year, I'll probably also just be doing two points. <laughs> Who is second place? Is Who it Adam it or is it Kyle? Second place, Adam, 
with 101.5 points. Don't fuck up. Three movies a day. Adam, the former king of Halloween, which means the king of Halloween 2020 champion is myself. I feel kind of stupid because I made the trophy and it's like I'm just <laughs> taking it, I made it for and myself. Give, and tell, tell everyone your points. Yeah. Yeah. So my total. <laughs> I, how many movies did I'm you watch? I'm almost embarrassed by this. I don't have the total of the movies in front of me, but I think it's close to 100. I'm just shy because most of this came from movies. I think I did 90-something movies. Uh, my total, 114.75. <laughs> That's insane. What was the former record last year? You set the 80. record last year. 80. 80.75 or something like that. Yeah, So and just shy of doubling Maddie. That's insanity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that is just shy of four points yeah. a day. Yeah, I'll never do this again. Even, even you're both insane. Yeah, like yeah. I, I, insane. I was killing myself to yeah. do this to, to the point yeah. where I was like, "This is actually not healthy for no, you." No, yeah, be watching that's this how many I feel. Think about second place, like 101 movies for we, you. We both, yeah. Second place is a record. You are still yeah. three movies a day. Like second place is a record by like 20 points. Yeah, <laughs> that is insane. <laughs> that's insane. And you're. Pushing four moves a day. Yeah. Like that's, that's fucked up. Yeah. Well, yeah. It, it was fun, tiring, exhausted. I'm glad I... I had a blast, boys. I don't know about you guys, but I... Uh, I, I, had to, I had to win this back because uh, I'm very competitive. But next year, I don't know, man. I'm not doing this next year. Next year, I think <laughs> this I, I, I'm me. in. I don't think next year again. Like, we had COVID, so I was working from home a lot. I could watch a movie on my lunch break. I wasn't getting up at 5 a.m., so I wasn't tired as much throughout the day. So I'll never be to do this again. So hopefully this is a record that stays the record <laughs> unless Adam beats it. And then I'm going to have to just like, I don't know, not sleep at how, all. How can you beat this record? Like you retire. I'll never do this many unless, movies like, a month. Hypothetically, unless someone wins a lottery and retires. Even if I retired, I wouldn't. Four, the only reason I watch this much movies is, a day is the is, competition. Yeah. yeah, I could watch two movies a day. Yeah. Yeah. That seems- yeah, yeah. I pretty, again, I had to pretty much not see my family, not sleep, yeah. not really do much else other than watch movies. I mean, so, anyways, <laughs> that is the Shocktober 2020. That's how we spent our October. What a great month, boys. Like, even, even if I lose, I still win. I get to watch a bunch of movies and hang out with my best buddies, <laughs> <laughs> even though you guys are fucking insane. Insane. Well, th- these episodes are always fun. I mean, again, this kind of makes up for. You know, sometimes throughout the year we'll do a Van Dam or you know something non-horror. We we try to make sure that this month it's just all horror and Halloween goodness for people. Uh, but yeah, what were the highlights for you guys that you wanted to talk about? Maybe you can talk about the ones you've seen before that stood out to you more on second watch, and then maybe the ones that were first time watches. Who who wants to start off? I'll do what I've I've, I've seen before, I guess. Mm. Um, so definitely a highlight was the fog. John Carpenter's The Fog from 1980, The Innocence from 1961. I was going to say, I really enjoyed this movie. It's my first watch, and I love this movie. Like, it went it. up for me. Like, yeah. it's now, I think it's going to be like in in the competition yeah. for the top 10. And I liked it a lot before, but I liked it even more on that second viewing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Young Frankenstein was also <laughs> one that ended up stands being, out. Stands out. I'll for, have to watch that again next yeah. year. <laughs> <laughs> uh, those would be and and also House uh, still really yeah. Really now American Werewolf from London and Hocus Pocus. Do you count as seeing those before? So I I would probably put those like in the middle ground just because I haven't seen in such a long time yeah. American Werewolf in, in London is definitely one of my highlights that I, I watched this mm. month uh, Images the Robert Altman film which I had never seen before was uh, a big highlight 
Um, Under the Shadow, which I really, really like. Get Duked. Um, oh, from get- the, yeah, from this year was a surprising like introduction to something I like. Miss Forty Five, um, mm-hmm. w- I, I really really liked. Didn't you really enjoy Host that you watched? I yeah. liked Host yeah. from this year as well. Not not probably as much as I've liked yeah. all the other ones. Uh, the Cat and the Canary, which Kyle yeah. watched and recommended, and that for me is something I, I can't wait to watch again. It, it was quite a. Do you have a Bob Hope great. impression or no? I don't have a Bob <laughs> Hope, unfortunately. And then the other one I I wanted to mention was Death Dream or Dead of Night, the Bob Clark mm. movie from 1974. That kind of blew me away in how how much that stayed with me. I've watched a lot of movies this month. Yeah. And, and that one I've thought about a bunch. Awesome. Yeah, I, I need to see that one. Uh, cool. Maddie, do you want to? I loved Captain Kronos. Like, oh, that yeah, yeah. really, yeah. like, uh, took me by surprise. I didn't think I would really dug it, but, like, it is, like, a awesome superhero movie. Like, like Blade of, uh, but, like, in, in England. I re- also really enjoyed um, Count Yorga. I had a yeah. ton of fun with that one. I really liked uh, the Bride of Boogity. Awesome. Yeah, yeah you yeah, you you I really were all dug about that, that one. Yeah, a uh, Goosebumps too was another like surprise nice. for me. Yeah. Like I didn't think I would dig it, but I really did. Where were you on Goosebumps one? We didn't talk about this. I uh, I, I liked it, but I didn't love it. It was like, all right, this is a fun movie. But so you didn't do the really... jump that? Well, we probably did similar jumps. Yeah, yeah. Because maybe you were like, I think I gave it like six point five or maybe seven, like around that area. And this one, I forget what I gave it. What six? Eight. Yeah. So for me, it would have been like five to seven. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, yeah, it might have been a similar jump. Which is weird, yeah, because everyone else seems to love the first one and not like the second one. The oh, second weird. one kind of got like, even horror. Like, I, yeah. I had a hard time with the CGI in the first one, I CGI, think. and yeah. I, I hated the, the humor and yeah. the kid. And, and yeah, there's so, I, I instantly I watched the other one. It was like knee-jerk, like, oh, yeah, the, there's a reason why you didn't like the other one. But this yeah. doesn't have that. yeah. For the there, there's a little bit of that. Why yeah, don't love it? Be cool, be cool. I'll stop. I'll stop. I also uh, Children of the Corn really dug. Like, oh, that cool. was another like a gem. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street six. I'm surprised I liked it as much as I did. <laughs> I want I want to go back and watch it again. Maybe like in like two or three years, I might have just been like, this is. I might Terrible. add the nightmares to like my. Were you like Bob? Up. Were you on like meds or something? I, was, I, I, I probably like three beers deep, but that's pretty much how I live my life. To be quite honest with you guys. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, Dead and Breakfast, I enjoyed. Nice. What about you? What was your highlight? Um, so I'm going to skip past like the Fogs and the Halloween yeah. Three. We know that I love those. Uh, the ones that I hadn't kind of seen that I revisited that you know shocked me how good they were. Slugs, <laughs> I had such a fucking blast with. One of my favorite nature kind of muck now. Uh, Sleepy Hollow and Identity were two big ones from the yeah, I guess late identity. '90s, early 2000s. I have why, which. It's mm. crazy that I'm saying this after watching this. I want to watch these movies. I wanted to watch, like, Identity. I was like, I got to watch he, that. Even you, like, talking about Henry, I'm like, oh, I got to watch Henry. Yeah, I know. Um, Salem's Lot was a big one. I love mm. that. Um, Night Flyer, another Stephen King one that's mm-hmm. held up how good it was. Uh, Race with the Devil, had a lot of fun with that. Uh, the Pit, <laughs> the, so silly, but just strange and cool. Uh, Blood Rage, again, kind of the new Thanksgiving yeah. tradition for me now. Uh, the Count Yorga films, like you mentioned, I loved watching those. Um, Joyride and Idle Hands, I, maybe not quite, well, Joyride I really enjoyed, but maybe not quite on the, the same level, but those were kind of movies that were surprised for me because those are not really, yeah. you know, films that, that I lean towards, but uh, I had a lot of fun with them. And then The Beast Must Die was just kind of fun. Not really a great movie, but I had a blast with it, the whole gimmick of it. 
Um, and then first time watches for me, as you mentioned, Cat in the Canary was a nice surprise. Uh, Coherence that you recommended. I, I love that one. Uh, probably one of my favorite of the decade. Uh, I Madman and Lady in White that I just talked about were kind of gems. Uh, the car I had a lot of fun with, like a slasher with a car. Uh, the Innocence, as you mentioned, that was uh, quite impressive. Uh, the double feature of Dead Kids and Bloody Birthday. Um, I love those. I can't wait to watch those again. Um, Unmasked 25, maybe not on the same level, but it was so quirky. I, I kind of want to, excited to revisit that one again. And I'd like to, you guys need to watch it. Vampire's Kissed, I, I get an, <laughs> another one that I had fun with, yeah, but there's also I, more to it that I kind of want to No, I, to I would watch it. that one again for sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, House on Tombstone Hill, aka Dead Dudes in the House, had a blast with that. Pledge Night uh, that yeah, you recommended, yeah. I had a blast with. Uh, Don't Be Afraid of the Dark was a fun kind of TV classic mm-hmm. that I kind of excited to revisit. Um, and then just the Kathy's Curse and Beyond the Door, that double feature. Again, I had a blast with I'd, I'd love to watch that uh, with, with some you guys uh, just because they were so fun and strange. Mm-hmm. Oh, and the Universal Monster movies, they all the sequels, the, that was a big surprise for me that how much I'm enjoying those. And then just, uh, I just want to mention that the uh, episodes, uh, the Jefferson's Halloween again, I, I, second it time I've watched up, right? it and it fucking held up. That's definitely going on my list for next yeah, year. I, I, yeah. I just got to get that fucking set. Yeah, yeah, you can get it for like, I think we got ours for like seven bucks yeah, or something. Yeah, it's crazy 10 cheap. Bucks. Uh, R.O. Signs of Haunting Hour was a surprise for me. The Pumpkinhead one, like how dark and oh, how, much, how much of an improvement it was over Goosebumps, like production value acting. That was a surprise. I did watch that too. Because I, I went I in, yeah. I, th- I went in thinking it would be like cheesy. And then Bewitched, uh, the trick or treat I had fun with, with the werewolf. Uh, and then I just want to mention the two worst movies of the month for me, uh, Orgy of the Dead, <laughs> no orgy, just topless dancers for an hour and a half. That was a uh, tough watch. And Savage Weekend, kind of the proto slasher. I struggled with that one. It was just like poorly made and boring. And yeah. Any, any ones that stood out to you that were like, uh, I'll never watch I, that I'm again. I'm just going to... Yeah, uh, Halloween Resurrection is probably my last watch of this number. <laughs> not gonna lie, I I was gonna say like for the most part I did pretty well. Scared to Death, which was that Lugosi picture I watched, oh, okay. was was kind of hard to watch. And Blood Feast, which I know has a, a huge cult following, and I kind of get it, but I also don't because I didn't enjoy myself at all watching this movie. I think that's yeah. a, those films that in most of his films are just because like at the time the gore was like you hadn't seen anything like that right in cinema at the time so i think he's more known for he's a godfather of gore i don't think he's known for the plots or the actor or anything it's just like he was the first one to do gore like that i believe and the wasp woman which was was pretty weak but other than that i was pretty good uh and and i was gonna say like marianne was fucking awesome uh, I would, uh, as a television show, I would recommend that. Uh, the Honey and Bly Manor, I, I think, again, I don't think it's as good as the original series. Um, but worth checking out. But worth checking out. And there's there's a couple, like, standout episodes, again, that, like the first series, that are as top-notch watching you're probably going to get this year. And, yeah, watch Grimm. All right, all right, all right. Where's yeah, where? you, you kind of got Hashtag me. I, I want to check out Grimm. I'm kind of interested. It sounds like kind of, I, I like that kind of Monster of the Week. Uh, yeah, like if you thing. like that Monster Week, plus you you like, I don't know, you have to you have to like a little bit of schlock and a little bit of cheese, but you also get people that know what they're doing. You get like 
people that uh, like professionals on on so many levels making making some great television. So awesome. um, I've been really really enjoying that. It, it's funny because usually with television, I'm watching more. I guess prestige or yeah. like the top comedies or whatever. This doesn't fall in those at all, no. but it's something that I really, really like whenever I'm watching it. Cool. Awesome. Uh, okay, guys. Well, yeah, if you want to uh, get a hold of us, if you want to share your thoughts on any of the films we talked about today, go on that wanna... chat room that we were talking about in, in uh, Halloween Resurrection. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> go on your Apple Newton <laughs> and uh, write some, uh, he's right behind you. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to send me congratulations for being. <laughs> yeah, congrats, man. You, you deserve it. Jesus. Listen, fuck. <laughs> he deserves this. But also, you deserve this as well. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, you know, we. we the only one that doesn't deserve shit is Maddie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm okay with this. And if you if you just want to, you know, share thoughts of any movies you watched that you enjoyed, maybe recommend some stuff for us to check out for next year, uh, by all means. So yeah, you can get a hold of us at um, moviecitymaniacs at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at moviecitymaniac. And then Facebook, we have a like page or a group page. The group page is where all the discussion happens. So yeah, just come on there. Maybe whenever this episode gets posted, you can share your thoughts there. And Do we have an Instagram account now? Yeah. We have an Instagram. I'm fucking behind that, too. I have a feeling it's going to go the way of the Twitter, but we'll see. I'll try right. to keep up with it. But, we'll um, post a picture of the uh, decoration on our Instagram account. Yeah, we'll show the trophy. At Movie City Maniacs? Or? <laughs> it's probably Movie City Maniac, maybe? Movie- Maniac or Maniacs? I don't know. <laughs> well, come on. Tune in next week where yeah. we get the Instagram. Yeah. Uh, it, no, no, don't put it in. Don't look on your phone. You don't deserve to get to edit this fucking thing in. I think if you, I think if you just search movie scene, you'll find it's it. Gonna come up. Yeah. I don't think there's too many people with this name. We're more of a movie watchers than actually doing. To stuff be honest, I, I, I only really use Facebook, so everything else I only log on to do this, and it's like fuck. It's hard to find time. Okay. Yeah. This has been a great month. I love you guys, but uh, let's let's stop this. Uh, let's wrap this up right now. And yeah, we'll be until back next we'll year. We'll be back with some probably non-horror. We're not sure what's going on, but we'll see. Probably non-horror. Probably a Christmas episode out before a year's end. We'll see. Maybe this episode's that getting my released. That My Little Pony like series yeah. is just calling yeah, us. Need to watch Maybe this those. episode's going to get released on Christmas Eve. We don't know. <laughs> we'll see how it all goes. But thanks for listening, guys. And Hopefully you had a great Halloween <laughs> in uh, October, just like we all did. And yeah. uh, stay scared, guys. Yeah, stay scared. Bye. Bye. Mr. Sandman, bring me a dream, make him the cutest that I've ever seen, give him tulips like roses and clover, then tell him that his lonesome nights are over, Sandman, I'm so alone, don't have nobody to call my own, please turn on your magic Ho, 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 and welcome to the Movie City Maniacs. Can anyone do a witch? Welcome. <laughs> welcome to the Movie City Maniacs. <laughs> That's actually not too bad. Welcome. Welcome, no. welcome to the Movie City Maniacs. <laughs> sounds like a Muppet. Yeah, it sounds like an alien. Welcome to the Movie City Maniacs. Welcome, welcome. to the Movie City Maniacs. Yeah, you do that one. <laughs> 
She's like, don't forget that you watched Bob's Burgers Season <laughs> yeah. 9 episode. You're not going to beat Kyle without that. <laughs> don't forget to Kyle that I like fun movies. <laughs> I did six movies. Really? No, I did yeah. two movies. Yeah. <laughs> you actually saw his heart kind of go a little bit there, didn't it? Here comes your king. <laughs> He's walking down the aisle. Yo, king. Right. Yo, Halloween king. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to start now. <laughs> that was the start. Oh. <laughs> Happy Halloween! <laughs>